I love that car more than anything that I have. Dad, what about us? You need a Q-tip? members of the Eagleton Elite to Geek Salad episode 91, Tricks Are What Whores Do For Money. I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Jim. I'm the other Mike. And we are here today to talk about the greatest characters in television sitcom history in the last 30 years. In everybody's opinion. In everybody's opinion, yes. <laughs> so, um... So all get... of you who put down Larry Storch from F Troop, yeah. sorry. So... <laughs> What are, you, what are you smoking? Hey, come on. Larry Storch. Larry Storch. Larry Storch is a comical genius. I have a bottle here. I will break it over <laughs> your head, boy. <laughs> he was great in the real Ghostbusters show, too. Yeah, he also made uh, a few cameo appearances in uh, Married with Children. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're going to kind of do things a little differently this time because we had a lot of Facebook feedback. Amazingly, I just went down um, Chris's list for Chris's Cultural Corner. KKK. That's not good. And all of his stuff made the list. Wow. Yeah, it made the actual list. Damn. Amazing. Well, but yeah, but you know something, though? I, I think if you polled 100 people, the list would all be pretty pretty, pretty similar. close here and there. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of variation within the Facebook stuff. I think Mike would probably have, like, the guy from Parker Lewis Can't Lose, whatever the no, hell. Actually, oh, I I that. the yeah. big fat guy? You pointed, no, you, you pointed the wrong Mike. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> So we did have some um, Facebook feedback that did not make the list. Um, but it, it wasn't a whole lot. And um, to my friend Jim Peterson, no, Corky from Life Goes On is not a comedy star. <laughs> not on purpose, anyways. <laughs> uh, ouch. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. That's what a... an insensitive bastard he is. <laughs> Seriously. Jeez. Hey, you. What? Not on purpose. <laughs> what are you implying? You made fun of somebody who's got Down oh, syndrome. Face bag in the back of chi- the, in the bag of chips. Right. So out of this one. Some of my friends that uh, who had some picks that did not make the <laughs> list. Um, Kevin Nesman brought up uh, Mr. Furley from Three's Company. Oh my god, he's brilliant. You know anybody that can pull off the blue pants suit is okay yeah. in my book. <laughs> I always wanted to have a scavenger hunt where articles of clothing. All the different sitcom stars throughout the years was hidden, and you could. I wanted to find like a green velvety scarf. Yeah, Mr. Burley always had those scarves. Yeah, that neckerchief thing going. Hey, girls, I'm here to pick up. But it was always like it was always like with the blue leisure suit. It was like you know bright green or bright purple or bright pink. You know what always struck me about Three's Company? My parents let me watch it. Yeah, I never like I I know kids who were never allowed to watch that show because it was kind of bawdy. Well, it's because Suzanne Summers was always in very tight outfits. Oh well, yeah, John Ritter was supposed to be gay. Well, he was well no, 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 him as gay. Yeah, because they didn't yeah. want him to think that he was going to sleep with him because they're trying to you know trick the ropers. Yeah. All right, uh, Kevin also brought up Ross from Friends. I, I like Ross. Hi, Jeff from Coupling. Uh-huh. 
and one is that? He's a really goofy, crazy one. He actually wasn't. It's on not it. the guy who repeats he wasn't it on it. No, he wasn't on it. It's not Jack Davenport. He oh. wasn't the one. He was the one that wasn't on it the last <laughs> season. The guy with the crazy curly hair. Oh, like, right. So, and that's about it on my Facebook list. Now, Mike, you had a bunch of, of folks that had stuff that didn't make yeah, I the a, list. Yeah, I got a few people on here. Um, I want to thank everybody for going on my oh, list. Oh, yeah, Mike. Yeah, Mike is like the magnet for the Facebook feedback. See, it's the teacher in me, you know? Oh, okay. Directions they follow. Um, first off, we have our friend Nikki Marie. Uh, she had Elf. All right. I guess Elf hey, is Willie. a popular character. As much as we, you know, whether we like it. I even told her I wouldn't fault her for it. Did he ever actually get to eat that cat? <laughs> I don't think he did. No, that, that would have never gotten past the censors. I just think it would have been funny <laughs> if they have like you know a director's cut where they cut to Alp and he just has like a tail coming out of his mouth. <laughs> no, it'd only be better if he was bathed in cat blood, yeah. oh. <laughs> dripping out of his furry little mouth. And somebody left that bag of kittens <laughs> over. <laughs> and next week, the, the cat will be played by this cat. <laughs> Toonses. <laughs> uh, we have uh, my friend Jason Pavento uh, from Rust Development, uh, Tobias Funke. Great character. He was he a great character. He, yeah, he and when we did our Arrested Development show, he was like the most popular character of Arrested Development. Really? It means he didn't I'm make surprised. it this time. Yeah, I never watched it. So is that that's is that, David Cross? That's okay. that, so he's the one that everyone thinks is gay because he really, really is gay. The only person who's completely oblivious to it is him. Of course, <laughs> he he make, he doesn't realize that he his. Every single line that comes out of his mouth is like the worst double entendre ever. Yeah. <laughs> he says, I just blew myself because he painted himself blue. To join Blue but, Man Group. Right, but nobody, and but everybody takes it the other way. <laughs> um, my friend Michelle Murphy, Mork. From Ork? Mork from Ork. Yeah, it was a little more than 30 years ago. Yeah, but yeah, it was Robin right. Williams and his cocaine dust. But it didn't last yeah. up until the 80s, so yeah. we'll, we'll, give it to, we'll give it that Yeah, there's, there's one that kind if of they made, made it. to that moment, we'll, we'll give it to them. And there's a character on the list that did make it that way. Right. Um, my friend yeah. Jen Smith, Rudy, Sweet Feet Huxtable. Sweet Feet. Sweet, Sweet feet. feet, I mean, come on. Um, then, of course... Can I interject somebody from the Cosby Show? Go right ahead. Um, this is probably number three in my list. All right. Cockroach. Oh, cockroach, cockroach was awesome because of the cockroach, the cockroach deadline delivery, delivery method. method. Yes. Where you know what happened? You had to do that, right? Yeah. You basically told the girl that, hey, honey, you're gonna call me at seven o'clock, and if she doesn't call, it was never meant to be. You demanded the phone call at a certain time. God, could how did it not work? Time. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't like that Lisa Bonet. She shows her cooter, but. <laughs> <laughs> but boy, that kid who plays cockroach is comic gold. Now here's an interesting. Our friend Mirna um, came up with Jeffrey, who was played by Wallace Shawn. He was kind of the neighbor. He kind of came in like the last few seasons as a reoccurring character from time to time. Hi, I'd like to borrow a sweater, Clef. <laughs> well, you see, I've got a thousand to one sweaters. You see, what they didn't pull a Jefferson and call him a honky, a honky <laughs> right out the door. because well, this was Cosby. This is the uh, clean version of the... Uh, Get off my porch, you cracker! <laughs> uh, Kelly Brennan mentioned the Cal Burnett show, which I think, again, was before our time a little bit. Yeah. That was like, it was like that early sitcom. 70s. That's not even a sitcom. Um, yeah, that was, more of a, that was more variety sketch. show. It was, yeah, yeah, sketch. Yeah, sketch variety. Um, great show, by the way. I'll give that. Uh, Clinger from MASH. Was yeah. Like, but was MASH know. a sitcom? Uh, Nash was a drama with a laugh track. It was a dramedy. Yeah. Really? I mean, it, was a dramedy. it would be closer to Allie McBeal than it would be Fred Sanford. Yeah, I think it's Did one Fred of those... Sanford make it? No. No. He's too old. More than 30. 30. Come on. Uh, we had uh, my friend Jen Dragstead mentioned Franklin and Bash. 
with two uh, lawyers. It was, uh, what's his name? Oh, I thought that was Rizzoli and Isles when I saw that. No, 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 Franklin Bash. That's the one with... Uh, Breckenmeyer. Yeah, Breckenmeyer and Mark Paul Gossler. It's yeah. actually a funny show. No, it isn't. You don't like it? No, I've never watched it. Well, then you can't, you cannot judge yes, what you have I not can. seen. I don't yes. know. It's, if, it's, if it's on TBS... It's very funny. Yes, I'm sure. Well, yes, according to TBS, it's very funny. Well, Friends is on TBS as reruns. Does that mean it's, it's not it, funny anymore? We'll get into that. There we go. We'll get into that. Um, Christy Page came out with Rhoda Morgenstern. Again, I think a character. 70s, the, yep. 70s yeah. yep. Well, but was it a... Well, yeah, it was. It stretched out a little bit, but, but I mean, it was only three seasons, I think. But it was on the same vein as Mary Tyler Moore, where they kind of tackled social issues. Yeah. Yep. Like that, you know, um, she and her headscarves. Uh, my computer, uh, computer guy, Robson, Tony Hawkeye from MASH. Again, we kind of talked about that already. Um, Jill Clark came up with Suzanne Sugarbaker from Designing Women. Is that... That's Delta Burke. Of course it's Delta Burke. Yeah. It was. I think it was like a little more, wasn't it? No, she was only on it for like... Yeah, she, she was on it for like the last two seasons, and then they brought like in... Um, Jan Hook. Somebody, yeah. You know what funny thing about Jan Hook? You realize that she looks worse than Nora Dunn. You'd think that Jan Hook would have been the two that came out better. No. No. Um, we have um, Sheldon Cooper, which we have on yeah, yeah. later. We'll talk about that. Michelle Watson, Cousin Oliver from the Brady Bunch. Wasn't that last season? Yeah, way, way. But yeah. he was on Kid Video, which was in the 80s. So we will go with that. I think we'll go with the, <laughs> we'll go with this Kid Video uh, version. How's Wait, that? Do you see what he looks like now? Oh, he, yeah. he looks like a warlock. He looks, he looks like, like a fat no, warlock. He looks, like he looks like the lead character from The Dark Crystal. <laughs> Oh with Jen? Or one of the... Uh, one of the Skeksis. One of the Skeksis, yes. Oh, there you go. And then, of course... Uh, uh, Brady Bunch is a sitcom. They tried really hard. Yeah. They failed. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, uh, Jeff Arnold Jackson, Different Strokes. All right. So, uh, finally... Thank you, everyone, by the way. Yeah, thank you, guys. Finally, Mike, what, what didn't make the list for your people? For my people? Yeah. All right. Quickly. I got Dave Nelson from News Radio. Okay. Ooh. That's a good one. Yeah. Ooh, that's a great one. Yeah. Uh, so those things where you think about a character. Phil Hartman was the funniest part of that show before he got his face blown off. Yeah. I mean, and then in comes John Lovitz. See, with me, I, I was trying to like go with best character, not necessarily funniest character, but like character that actually had multiple They actually gave him a lot of good stuff, because usually in, in ensemble pieces like that, the leads usually get nothing. They're the straight yeah. man. Yeah, like the they, straight man. They, and he actually did yeah, it. He was a straight man, but they gave him a lot more. They yeah. had this one episode where uh, Joe Rogan was Who trying was, to fix his computer for him. Who wasn't so funny. No. no. And he's just sitting there, he's like, alright, I'll fix this. And he whacks the computer, and Dave looks at it deadpan and goes, well, good going, Fonzie, now the whole thing is broken. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got... George Feeney from Boy Meets World. Oh, shoot, Mr. Feeney. Yeah, Mr. Feeney, who's back for Girl Meets World. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Well, um, we don't know if, we, if he, he's uh, going to be a regular character or just a... I'm he's sure, 90 I'm years sure he's, old. Yeah. He's not regular. I assure you, he's not regular. <laughs> Rebecca just crossed her fingers and gave the oh, I hope face. Hey, we got Topanga, and that's all we need. Hey, and actually, it was interesting. I heard a comparison once. It's like, Topanga in the 90s... You couldn't tell if she was really smoking hot or looked like Janice from the Muppets. Ooh, ouch. I'll buy that. I got um, Brian Hackett from Wings. Oh, okay. Oh. Lowell, uh, almo- Lowell almost made my list. 
Uh, Lola was a great Lola character. Lola was a great yeah. character. Yeah. That show had a bunch of... That, that right. is one of the more underrated sitcoms. I, yeah, I, 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 I think after Lola left, it kind of started going down. Oh, and they brought Tony Shalhoub in? Well, Tony Shalhoub was in there. Tony Shalhoub was there like day one. Huh? No, he wasn't. He was well, at least second season. season. He replaced. He, he was the he replacement not. for Lowell. No, 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 he wasn't. It was no, actually um, was okay. Amy Yazbek was technically. No, oh. they brought in some guy with a horrible crew cut. Yeah, and he, he was. Only yeah, before like like five episodes, and they kind of just they just kind of limited him all yeah. the way because Amy yeah. Yazbek kind of came in as yeah. what's her name sister, yeah. and then they kind of phased uh, Lowell up because he got married or something like that. No, he goes. He goes away. He does something. I can't remember. He rats on the mob and he goes away to witness. That's right. That's right. That's right. All right. All right. Next. Because he was actually getting that show with Deborah Messing and Fox. Yeah, we right. saw we saw well that went. Yeah. Uh, next again, Judge Harold T. Stone from Night Court. He was a great character. Yeah. He really was a great character. I mean, like I said, he, he, he was, was the main character. He was my second favorite character on that on that show. Well, everybody's favorite was Dan Field. And right. Absolutely. Yeah. Let me see. Uh, Parker Lewis from Parker Lewis Can't Lose. See, I wasn't me. I told who you. Played, who played him, by the way? Corey Nemec. Corey Nemec. Yeah. All right, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Michael Bluth from Arrested Development. Oh, okay. Can we just stipulate that probably every member from Arrested De- Development's probably going to show up? Yeah. Well, it's kind of tough. Well, maybe never showed up on. Well, you know the funny thing was, I think with certain shows like that, like Friends, I mean, they're ensemble cast. No one person really it was like the lead. And no, I think that's but that that doesn't always happen. There's always a breakout character, yeah. even with that. Let's though. face facts. Yeah, there is. How long would have How I Met Your Mother lasted without Barney Stinson? Oh, it wouldn't have lasted at all. It would have been a year. Right. It, 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 so, I mean, I would say that. I'm just. There I'm not saying every shows. show. I'm not saying every show. No, but like you know, like Arrested Development, every character really had kind of their own moment going. Friends, every character was really their own character, and that's what made that show like a great ensemble show. Is what I'm just saying. Not every show, but most shows. All right. All right. And the last one of my on my list that did not make the list, Tommy Solomon from Third Rock from the Sun. Was that? Who? Was, which one was that? That was Joseph Gordon Levitt. All right. Okay. I thought. I mean. He was the youngest, but he played. He, he was he, supposed to be the elder, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. And I, I like that contrast. He made a, he made that very, very good character. I thought. Mike, so, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh no, I wasn't gonna say anything. Just I never really watched the Rock from the Sun, so I couldn't really get into it. All right, what about your list? Who didn't make your list? All right, right. Did anybody? Are you? No, you didn't. You were, there was some on your list that you, you sent me. Mm-hmm. List. What about your actual? Yeah, list? Oh, my actual list. I yeah. don't have it with me. Hold on. All right, I'll pull. You know what? I'll go through mine while Mike pulls up his. Just just ones that didn't make the list. Yeah. All right. I got um, Lucille Bluth from Arrested Development. Because, mm-hmm. honestly, she was a hilarious character. Horrible, horrible human being. Well, I mean, they were all hilarious characters. Yeah. It, it's really hard to pick one that made the list. I mean, one did make right. the list. But... Rodney Ruxin from The League. Oh, great character. He is a fantastic... He's such a dick. Oh, God. Not only is he a dick, he's got a, a smoking hot wife that he has no appreciation for. Absolutely. Special Lady Day. <laughs> I can't believe you're going to give up all your football games. That's on a Saturday. Oh, honey, there are no football games on Saturday that are as special as you. When they had the Reign of Ruxin and he did the Shiva Bowl Oh, the Shiva Bowl Shuffle, and he got his entire funny. fantasy team to sing the Super Bowl Shuffle. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm the best, and you're the worst, you need some help. This is Kevin's first, holds up the Shiva. <laughs> yeah. And um, also on my list, Evelyn William Bill McNeil from News Radio. Yeah. Because <laughs> his real name was Evelyn. Oh, God, what a brilliant character. It's kind of similar to, um, like, Dan. Yeah. Which we'll get into. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just... just... 
drawing a comparison. Not telling tales out of school or anything. Are you drawing but... a comparison. Hey, hey wait a minute. Yeah. I went through all these lists, and there's a glaring omission here. Okay. Ooh. Whitney from that shitty sitcom that NBC shoved down everybody's throat. Whitney. Oh, the two. Where's the, Whitney? The two. Se- oh, I you know what else is not on here? What? Anybody from the show Outsourced. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, that was a raging. Oh, that was a crap. horrible show. That Indian guy. Yep. Which Indian guy? The guy from the call center or the guy from the call center? Hello, my name is Alex. How can I help you? The guy from the call center or the guy from the rival call center? <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, have you seen, guys seen the commercials for the uh, Kindle Fire with the Mayday thing? Oh, Amy yes. there? Yeah, I guarantee it's not like some smoking hot blonde that you get on there. <laughs> hey, it's a picture. No, what it is, it's a picture of a smoking hot blonde and human lips that move like a clutch cargo cartoon. Aww. But on the back of it, hello, my name is Amy. How can I help you? Thank you for pushing the Mayday button. I'm as American as apple pie and cheeseburgers. What can I get for you? Uh, Yeah, I gotta go find Mike's list. Well, yeah, because I sent it off another computer. I'm sorry, my computer. It's on my iPad. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. No, I got it right here. I got it right here. Give me a second. Go pull up the older messages here. Oh, so old. There we go. There we go. Let's All right. Okay. So good. The stuff that didn't hit the list. All right. So these couple characters. Some of them, like I said, at the time, you know, I didn't put in my thing. So we have uh, Edwan Epstein. Oh, wow. The recently departed Robert Hedges. Yes. Uh, Archie Bunker, a little bit before, but he stayed, made it to the 80s, so we'll give it that. Um, Bob Harley didn't make it. Ralph Cramden was on our Hall of Fame list. We'll talk about that. Um, Arthur Spooner from King of Queens. That was Joey Stillo's character. He was the dad that lived with him. Yeah. He was a funny character. He had some great lines. Oh, Jerry Stiller. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just, you know, because he was just, you know, pain in the ass. He was playing the same character he was playing on Seinfeld. Pretty much. Uh, Frank Barone from Everybody Loves Raymond. Which, was that Peter that Boyle? Boyle. Oh, okay. He had some great lines in that show. He was just kind of such a jerk to everybody. Um, I think it was pretty much the only ones that didn't make yeah, the list. Other than that, um, either that or they were Hall of Fame lists. So that was pretty much it. So that's Jimmy, anything you want to mention? I know you didn't give me a list, but anything you want to mention that didn't make the, the official list? Yep. Um, I would have to say it's a little late, but Jeff Conway from Taxes. <laughs> only, only because he showed up on Celebrity uh, on that horrible Celebrity Fit Club and said, "I'm I'm going to show everybody my ass." <laughs> <laughs> Two years later, he was dead. Yeah, well, he had that w- nice feathered hair at the time too during the show. He again, he did he he didn't stick around to the end. How long was that show on? That show was on for like. Five years. Was it wasn't on nearly as long as I think people think it was on for. I don't know. It just seemed like every time I needed it, was, it was like Tuesday nights. And, but and by, the t- by the time they had syndications, when we started watching it, right. which was, you know, on Channel 56 at 7 o'clock. Yep. Did anybody mention Latka? Nobody mentioned Latka Gratis. Really? Yeah. Louis De Palma. Huh? No. Louis. I, thought Louis. Someone, I thought someone did mention that. Nope. Nobody no mentioned Louis De Palma. I thought someone did. Maybe like on someone else, but I thought someone mentioned it. So let's go on to the Hall of Fame. These were the ones that got in the list even though they were uh, part of the, the – the, they they missed the 30-year cut. Yeah. Um, I'll start with the, the probably the, the first king of television, Ralph Cramden. Absolutely. Absolutely, one of the best characters. Any any thoughts towards that, Mike, or just absolutely? I think everything that has ever been said about that needs to be said about Ralph Cramden has been said. Did you realize that the Honeymooners were only on for like thirty six episodes? Yes. Then there were all the lost episodes. Yeah. And then there were the episodes where Ralph and uh, Ralph and Norton got together. <laughs> I still love that Eddie Murphy skit that he talked about. Remember? Oh. Yeah. Norton. <laughs> I know. 
Do you know? No, did I know? <laughs> All right. Then there's Lucy Ricardo from I Love Lucy. Rebecca, you picked that one. No. Everyone always goes with Lucy. I gotta go with Ricky. Only yes. because here's the deal with Ricky. Okay, first of all, manages to snag a green card marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Secondly, he's got the swinging Cuban cojones after being allowed to come into this country, married to this batty redhead. He's got the unmitigated balls to not allow her into his show. <laughs> and you know he's got action all over the side. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> He's got that nice Cuban accent. He's got chicks falling at his feet. Swarthy immigrant. <laughs> You're really talking about Little Ricky, aren't you? No, no, no. But you know what? Do you remember that Simpsons episode where Lisa was watching the uh, I Love Lucy? And they don't show it, but they show that. Yeah, you hear like that. <laughs> wow, Ricky, you really hit it hard that time. <laughs> um, and... My wife's going to put a bottle up your nose, by the way. Oh. No, I just think Lucy because... Um... You know, that was she was the first big female sitcom star. To be honest, she was the only big female. Yeah, right. and so Joyce she, DeWitt she, was gigantic. Shut your face. And every and all the sitcoms now steal from that show. I mean, I'll be watching a show now and say, "Oh, that was on I Love Lucy." That was on I Love Lucy. Lucy I did. agree with you about Ricky, though, because I mean, you could even say he was the first, you know, uh, non-white big star. Yeah. You know, I mean, he wasn't like the stereotypical. You know, he wasn't what um, Paul Rodriguez plays in every uh, well, yeah, in every he, one of his shows either. He, he wasn't you mean the, he didn't stab somebody? He wasn't the you know um, father's no best type. He wasn't the typical right. Leave It to Beaver yeah. type characters, exactly. Ozzie and, and Harriet. He was before those, but um, right. And I think it was just the show itself. Obviously, was brilliant. But I think the reason Lucy Ricardo is because it just was groundbreaking. And, you know, people still watch the show 60 years later. Yep. Mm. Yeah, it was People actually... aren't really watching, you know, Archie Bunker or oh, whatever. Some people are. But it's not as available. Because mm. he's a horrible racist and he makes uh, such terrible things about black people. And I'm not saying it's a bad, that's a bad show. I'm just using it as a way of raising. But the problem is that's a lot of people fought back in the 70s. The only problem with I Love Lucy was at, at least one, like, seven times a year, Ricky Wu, Desi Arnaz was contract. Was given a you know oh, a, God, a contractual obligation that he could sing, sing. Yeah. Oh, so we're gonna do again. Oh, he would just subject the whole <laughs> crowd. I come down the street and I see my chicken and I da 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 da. All right, moving on. Ted Baxter from the uh, Mary Tyler Moore Show. Oh come on, oh. oh. The best part was he'd always screw up. Yeah, uh, that was the greatest part about his character. He would always make a mistake on the air. Damn. <laughs> Speaking of right, Mary. Yeah. underrated, 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 the great Jim J. Bullock is in the Too close to comfort, right? <laughs> and they used to have, they used to make it pretend like Jim J. Bullock was after the daughters. <laughs> oh, come on. Now, how come he didn't make the list? Uh, you no, all lack foresight, that's why. Exactly. All I'm saying is, if I was Ted Knight, I wouldn't have dropped the soap, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have kicked it around the corner of the Sunlax. All right, then there's Archie Bunker from All in the Family. Oh, yeah. What do you, what do you, what do you, what else can you say? Yeah, I mean, it pretty much ushered in an era of people doing the worst Archie Bunker impressions ever. But he was the first flawed sitcom Oh, yeah, star. right. Mm-hmm. I think the best, story, best thing was, uh, I was like Edith Bunker, actually. Would you always tell the stories? Yep. And the just the way her character was, but the best part was when he would like tell, she would tell a story, and Archer gets sick of it. He's not pantomiming suicide. 
he like pretend he was like taking pills. <laughs> he like just uh, drink. You know, he just do the thing where he's like taking a puts a bolt in the gun. He like just do like the, just a pantomime. A routine the stolen by uh, Chris oh. Farley and Adam Sandler decades later on SNL. Oh, those are funny. Those are funny moments. I would have liked to seen Jumpin' Jim Brunzel drop kick Sally Struthers in the face. Her character's so freaking oh, annoying. Yeah. Oh, Archie Bunker was kind of like the anti-Ward Cleaver. Oh, absolutely. oh yeah. I remember they tried to make well, like a yeah. spinoff of yeah. that like years and years later. Called oh, yeah. 704 Houser Street, and it had um, John Amos, oh, yeah. like, living in the house and all, been updated and everything. It was like, but he was, like, all African-American. Oh, like, but he was, like, Amos. this had the same attitude oh. or something like that. So. For a second, yeah. I thought you said John Stamos. Yeah. That would have yeah, been that an awesome show. <laughs> oh, have, 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 have you heard that they're actually considering making a, uh, a sequel series to, uh, all, to Full House? Full House, yeah. Of course they are. Well, is it going to be based on, like, DJ? Well, the Alston twins yeah. need meth money, so... Well, no, no yeah, it's going to be DJ they're, and, they're uh, what's her name, Stephanie. Oh, God. She's, she's like the Brady Brides. <laughs> she has had a very clear boob job, for sure. You're disgusting. Uh, you, Good you just, God. Just look at a picture, and you'll think the same thing, oh. believe me. All right. Well, I'm going to look, just to <laughs> make sure that you're on the up and up, but I okay. think you're disgusting, sir. All right, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> All right, next up, Bob Hartley from the Bob Newhart you Show. You are correct, sir. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Another great character. Dead, great, Greatest deadpan actor ever. Yeah, oh, absolutely. absolutely. Better than Don DeLuise? Bet way better. Because oh. Bob Hart, Bob Newhart never never pissed himself while he was laughing at Burt Reynolds' awful jokes. <laughs> um, and then <laughs> you know, Deluise did that all too yeah, often. Well, unfortunately, they, they don't show you with the Teamster with the shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally on the list, Arthur Fonzarelli by from Happy Days because you know hey. a leather-clad Jewish tough. In, you know, in, in 1950s was, Milwaukee. He was never supposed to be originally, originally like a major character. He was like just a recurring character that would show up once in a while. But he was so popular, they made him a main character. Actually, did there, you there's a character on our list that does, it did the same thing, but he wasn't. Right. Uh, Arthur was a lot less. Yeah, annoying. exactly. Oh, nah, no, he's not who you're talking about. Vinny Barbarino? Yeah. Vinny so. Barbarino on this? No. I know it's too old, but Vinny Barbarino. Yeah. Up your nose with the hey, Vaughn Emsty didn't make it. Yeah. What chances does humanity have? What about what about Southern Dandy Bo? Oh, remember Honor Bo? <laughs> you remember him? Yeah. Because Vinny Barbarino was only on one season. Oh yeah, because he went off to do like I think he went off to do like State of or something fever. like that. Yeah. Fever. yeah. yeah. Fever. yeah. All right. My head, you hit it. So let's get on with the list. The top twenty-five TV sitcom characters. We're going to count them backwards, but there was a there was kind of a dispute. For the 25th spot. Uh, so I'm going to yield the floor. Becca, you may take my seat. All right. So, Mike, who do you think number 25 should be? Well, I think it should be Norm Peterson from Cheers, and that's just me. I think he's one of the best characters. I agree. He came in. He always, he always had a great one-liner when he came in. Good morning, everybody. Hey, what's going on, Normie? It's my birthday, Sammy. Give me a beer, stick a candle in it, and I'll blow out my liver. <laughs> You've been there since day one, and that was just me. I just liked this character. It just he always had that same spot in the bar. And just the one-liners that came out with were great. So that was just my 25. All right, and Becca, who do you think it should be? Uh, I think it should be the same show, but Rebecca Howe, because she came in, her role was essentially originally believed to replace Diane Chambers, and Shelley Long decided to leave the show or wasn't offered enough money or whatever. Go do the deal Beverly Hills. And... Yes, and all those, <laughs> all those wonderful ones. Outrageous portion. Hello again. again. The money pit. Um, good move, Shelley. Anyway, um, and 
they really created a character to replace her that was the anti-Diane. And Diane was like the prim and proper kind of opposite of Sam in that way. Whereas Rebecca was this, when she first came on the show, thinking about Kirstie Alley now, it's kind of not really applicable. But she was like this sex spot <laughs> character, very driven businesswoman. And then her character evolves. So by like the fifth episode she's on, you realize she's a complete mess. So how did the fire start? Oh, yeah, glad you asked. Sit down right there. Right there, yeah. <laughs> Rebecca! Right over there. I burned down the bar with a carelessly tossed cigarette. <laughs> it was a stupid thing to do, and I will be paying for it for the rest of my life. And they get so many storylines from her and being a complete mess. Whereas Norm, he had maybe one episode a year that he was the focus. And I agree he, he's an important character, but he was there from the beginning. When Rebecca came on the show, it immediately was in like the top five, was top the top show one year, and stayed there till the end. Whereas that wasn't the case before she was on the show. I mean, it was kind of hovering around the top ten before that. And also, it, my husband's favorite line from Cheers was... Rebecca's first scene in Cheers, where she walks in the, I don't know if you remember that, she walks into the bar downstairs and Sam's walking out and he sees her walk in and he goes, Whoa! And <laughs> he sees her. She was important for the continuity of the show. She took the show, because when okay. she joined the show, it became more popular. Exactly. Really? Yes. Yep. Yo, yeah, but I don't think she was the main catalyst that made the show um, popular. I mean, I just, I mean, that's just my opinion. She was part just, of it. I think that the they show already, the, they've changed the, they changed the, the primary, no, they've changed a primary character. I think but a lot of people didn't like Diane. I mean, they liked of, the show, but they But I think like a lot Diane. of people, as time went on, they looked back at the Rebecca character, just kind of found her, yeah, she had a lot of problems, there was a mess, but um, I think it got to the point where I just, when she took over the bar, it got even more, I just didn't like when she took over the bar. I just thought she, she took over like, the bar from the beginning. That was right. who she was. And um, I don't know. I just something about the character. I just didn't find that she really stuck out. If I was going to go for a female character, would it be the pig Lilith or Carla? I thought they were. I thought Carla was a gargoyle. So. <laughs> I thought Lilith was a great character. I just loved her. Just that. No, that she was funny. Lilith is a great yeah. character, but she just um, when wasn't. She came in, when she came in. Yeah, she just wasn't in it long enough. No, I loved the episode that Lilith was on before she was a yeah. starring role. Well, the reason the reason I prefer Norm is that yeah, I mean he wasn't always. He wasn't always the focus of... He was barely a focus of any episodes, but he was always such a strong supporting character yeah. that without him, the show would not have gone. I don't think... I don't, I think Norm, Norm's purpose was is that he was giving the Cheers equivalent of the... Um, of, of the catchphrase, the TV catchphrase. Right. Which right. was, he'd walk in, Woody or Coach would ask him, what's going on, Norm or Mr. Peterson? And then he'd say something funny. Yeah. Right, but that became like a normal thing, and that's also what helped. Because you want to say, what's Norm going to say this week? You know, I think it's you started getting normal things like that, but normal I mean, routines. And, and then, you, then you had, like, uh, like you had all these really, really funny subplots involving usually Norm and uh, Cliff going off and doing something. That's what I'm saying. If you have Norm, you have to have Cliff. Well, but Cliff wasn't right there since the beginning. Doesn't matter though, because Neither's when Frazier, you though. think of the yeah. show, when you think of the supporting cast, you think of Norm and Cliff. Yeah, okay, I'll buy that. Part of their whole repertoire was their their relationship and the way they interacted with each other. Yeah, I, you know what? I'm not saying this saying this with my wife. I never know to disagree with my wife, but I think Norm was replaceable. Really? Yes. 
And I think he's a great character, too. I just think she was more important at the time she came on the show. You just need... her, She was more of a make-or-break type thing. If her character didn't work, the show was done. Well, like I said, I think I agree with you that she did take it another direction. I mean, and, I, and I won't disagree with that. Um, because you wanted someone different from Diane. Because mm-hmm. Diane was her own character. You well, don't want Diane, too. If yeah. they had gone with the original... And I agree with that totally. Um, but like I said, if we're talking about, like, you know, if you think about... I'm going to go from a popularity standpoint. Um, not by, oh, who made the show better or worse, but more of, like, if you go from a popularity standpoint, I think Rebecca's lower on the list. Well, I guess that's what you And I think say. that's kind of how I think a lot of people would look at it. And well, that's what you can kind of say. What's the top 25 sitcom characters? The one that right. are most important to their show or the ones people like the best? Or I think it's people the, like the, the best. Or if, the well, most well-written right. characters. I mean, you can look at it two ways. I think a lot of people, like, if you said, you know, if you gave everybody a choice, Norm or Rebecca, they'd all say Norm. I think that I wouldn't see a lot of people saying Rebecca. I guess it, just, I guess it, it depends. It depends, depends, it depends on what your argument is. It could be a moot point, too, if the actual first choice for her replacement went through. Well, I started to research a little bit. I was looking up some polls. Who was the first choice? Jack Hay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought Sam! But I decided to look up a couple polls because I was, try- I was trying to figure out what, what we do the significance. Polls? Just who, who would like, do the best character was in Cheers. And a lot of times it would be the Sam, Norm, or Carl. Woody. No, Woody was How did Sam not mid- make it? How did Sam or Woody not make this list? I have no idea. Well, that's a yeah. Part of the thing Sam is... Sam alone is a brilliant character. Like, Coach was a great character. I, I mean, we can agree. Every character written for Cheers was a great character. Absolutely. With maybe the exception of Diane Chambers. I didn't yeah. Know well, the funny thing is, they even said that I thought Woody was much. Funnier. They even no, said yeah. that even Diane's character, she was a lot like that in real life. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's what made that. I'm gonna off the show. Yeah. Exactly. But a good argument. Good All right. Argument. Um. So anyway, let's let's move on to number twenty-four. Jimmy, want to take that one? Uh, yeah. Um, number twenty-four on our list is Joey Tribbiani from Friends, which a lot of people will have an issue with because it was such a strong Mike because Mike hated hated it. I hated the show. He hated the show. I, I found it which man, I I am just glad I'm sitting down. <laughs> Boy, that surprises. Me. I heard a great thing. Um. On the Cracked podcast today, they were talking about they were, they were they were talking about how shows should have ended based on how what the writers wanted, where they wanted to take the characters. Yes, and it was kind of a um, poorly kept secret that the way that the writers wrote Joey's character, the running joke in the writers' room was that he was a serial rapist. So when they were writing story arcs for him, well, it was all Mickey's all kept in mind that he was a serial rapist. <laughs> like Benedict Cumberpatch. Yes. <laughs> Which I let him rape me. Um. <laughs> yeah. No, Mike. This was actually on your Joey was huh? made was from your Joey list. made it my list too. What, yeah. what, what do you like about Joey? I don't. know, I think it's just because he just had some. The lines were so stupid that he came out with they were funny. Look. Because he would seriously because like they were so dumb, but he actually believed his lines. Acting exercises. Acting exercises. This is an acting exercise. <laughs> yeah, suck on that, Juilliard. You don't mm-hmm. have to like the show. That's fine. Right. A lot of people don't like the show. Yeah. It was very well written. To the point where all the characters were equally as important in each one right. was, right. was just as funny as the other one. They all had And everybody has life. their own favorite. They could all act. And it was, yes, it was kind of schmaltzy, where it was a little, you know... This, this Towards the end, the last three... They could have killed that show three seasons earlier, probably. But it was still doing well, Andy. Oh, yeah, so no, I the understand. T- the, the tanning one with Ross was funny. Oh, there's a, there's a ton of funny 
episodes. Of it. I, I really like the show. If you got to pick a character, which one was probably your favorite? Ross. Ross, yeah. Because I thought... I, thought I actually have to admit, I, I put Joey, but actually I do like Chandler a little bit more. I Just some of the stuff that he came out with was pretty funny. Chandler too. was the funniest in the first few seasons, and then he kind of died off. I, I think after he kind of went with Monica, I kind of lost No, him, after but... he got off the coke. No, oh, yeah, that's too, yeah. funny. I always enjoyed Phoebe. Because mm. her character changed very, very little over the course of the nine seasons they were on TV. Well, they did. They, she was like a psychic at first, I think. Wasn't she a psychic? Yeah. And they killed that off. Well, they killed... Yeah, they, they had yeah. written her... They, they had to her essentially be the Ursula character from Mad About You. Right. And then they she evolved. And they actually connected that at one point, because they had yeah. some Helen Hunt and what's-her-name friends come in. She goes, yep, same same personality or whatever, something like that. So... It was it was funny. I know, it's it's very cheesy, and it's ridiculous to think that these people be so codependent on each other. Yeah. Not it to was mention well written. The characters are funny. Yeah. Not to mention how they were able to afford spacious New York studio apartments. Oh, that was on explained. that was explained. Okay, yeah, it was, it was, it was Monica's aunt, her yeah. grandmother. That was grandmother, aunt, grandmother, something like yeah. that. Yeah, I'll, I'll believe Mike on this one. Yeah, it was explained. It was rental control. It was a freaking steal. Exactly. <laughs> Mike, you want to take the next one? Okay, <clears throat> number twenty-three. <laughs> Dr. Johnny Fever from WKRP in Cincinnati. This is the one I refer to as being, he just made the cut. Yeah. Really just made it into the 80s. He reminded me of my gym teacher, Mr. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> he looked just like me. He had like the big yellow mustache. He had like the nut hugger shorts. Did he, did he have the big aviator sunglasses he that he wore constantly? He absolutely the, did. The greatest thing Johnny Fever ever did, unfortunately it's like it's completely visual. Yep. First season, he had left the station to go take a job back in L.A., mm. where he was originally a DJ. Yeah. And it didn't work out because um, while you can say booger on the air, <laughs> you can't say asshole on the air. <laughs> so he he got stuck in the graveyard shift playing, like, children's songs. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And they had, like, the, um, the, the little worm song. And he does this dance, this jaunty, happy little <laughs> dance because he's losing his mind. But the best was in that first episode when Andy Travis says, you can say booger. He says, one more thing. Booger! He just says it loud. <laughs> Actually, the funniest episode of WKRP was when they did the turkey giveaway. Oh, yeah. my God. That was a funny throw, episode. They're throwing live turkeys. <laughs> yeah. That was a good well, one. Turkeys don't lie. If we ever just did a show on the greatest lines in t- sitcom history, that would be the line. If God funny. is my yeah. witness, I thought turkeys <laughs> could fly. <laughs> They're falling like wet bags of cement. The Les Nesman was another one that almost made my yeah, list. What a great character. I, I was just trying to choose one, and for me, Dr. Johnny Fever won. Well, he's the one who stands out. What about Tony Katane's character in the return of WKRP <laughs> in Cincinnati? <laughs> the new WKRP. The new WKRP. I think they got Andy back. <laughs> no. <laughs> I know. He was so... He was uh, a useless character. What was he, the program director? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, he was, the straight, he was the straight man of the group. Right. Yeah. What? That was Queen with their big hit, uh, one that I never particularly cared for, but am <laughs> nevertheless forced to play here on WKRP. This is Dr. Johnny Fever just doing my job following the orders of Venus Flytrap. He's just doing Andy Travis' job while Andy fills in for our sales manager, Herb Tarlick, who's not doing his job. So, uh, number 22 on the list, uh, from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Dennis Reynolds. Well, dude, dude, think about it. She's out in the middle of nowhere with some dude she barely knows. You know, she looks around her, what does she see? Nothing but open ocean. Ah, there's nowhere for me to run. What am I going to do, say no? 
Okay. That, <laughs> <laughs> that seems really dark. Though. No, no, it's not dark. You're misunderstanding me, bro. I'm, I'm, I think I am. Yeah, you are. <laughs> because if the girl said no, then the answer obviously is no. No. But the right. thing is, is she's not going to say yeah. no. She would never say no because of the implication. Have you, and you guys actually watched, you've watched Sonny, I watched right? Sonny, but yeah, yeah, he's a funny character. I was a Mac. Was, Dennis, was, you know. it, and this is another one. This is tough because anyone of them they, Again, it's it. an ensemble cast that they all have their moments. Dennis Reynolds is, without a doubt, possibly the worst human being on television. There is not one redeemable feature about him. He's a complete sociopath. His, um, he's got the dating method called the Dennis Method. Is he dating the Beatles? No. Oh. No, he's the... The young skinny guy, but his his dating method essentially is to make women so codependent on him when he feels that they can't live without him. He then breaks up with them to go to somebody else. And then yeah. his buddy Mac has the uh, the Mac uh, program, which essentially is to scoop up all of Dennis's scraps. One of the best ones was that one season where Mac got fat because he's trying to bulk up. Oh yeah, and it didn't work. Well, the, the, in the whole episode, in the whole season, he was fat. I guess apparently, you know, he like he literally ate and just basically ate yeah. crap yeah. to prepare for that season, and then he had to work himself off back to what he was. He, um, the best Dennis episode though was when he and his sister D uh, decided that they were tired of working and were going to go on welfare. Oh yeah, but they had to prove that they deserved welfare, so they made up a story about being on drugs. So they ended up becoming <laughs> crack addicts because of it. Oh, oh it is! It, it really it's is a great, great show. It's an underrated have... show. That it, it's great. It's not underrated, but it's one of those shows where it's like if you don't find it or get a chance to really watch it, it is considered one of the best shows on. T- one of the best shows currently. Oh, absolutely, on I, I agree. What's surprising about it though is too, it's only like twelve or thirteen episodes a year. That's what FX, well FX, and now FXX does because you right. know that Fox is slowly, gradually turning into hardcore pornography. You won't even notice it. Well, it's like the league, though, but that works. That's different. That makes sense. Same, because, yeah, no, no that I makes agree. sense because you know, fantasy football only goes up until like December anyway, so it makes sense for them to actually end at that point because the league is the season's already ended for them. The league hasn't ended yet, but um, no, but, but Sonny has the season. Yeah. Um, and it, it ended with uh, Dennis drilling in all the people they've got beef with into a burning apartment. That's funny. So. All right, Mike, you want to take number 21? I want to take number 21? Sure. I don't, do you? How about George Oscar, Joe Bluth? That still doesn't trust me to this day. Treats me like a low-level employee. Better than being treated like the goofball, the joker, the magician. I thought you were going to do like a trick there, like the fireball. Or I was. It didn't go off. God, these things never go off when you want them to. The least consistent trick. If anyone Bob. was going to make the list, I think it would have had to have been Job. Job. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he, he I, I will admit, I mean, I prefer Michael, but he is probably the most, you know, when you, when you, think, when you think of Arrested Development, he's the right. one that Well, Job is the one where, who is the least deserving of good things ever happening to oh, him. Absolutely. Yes. Between, you know, between his failed magic act to... Um, Franklin. Franklin. His um his black puppet. It ain't easy being white. It ain't easy, easy being, being brown. brown. <laughs> and then he accidentally washed him, and he, he like oh, yeah. became white. <laughs> like, so he became like he became British. Or something yeah, like that. you must have loved that part. And, uh, <laughs> and when uh, he tries to run the uh, Bluth Company. Oh yeah, and he like all the board meetings. He's trying to do magic tricks, <laughs> but they're Is all that like Will Arnett. Yeah. Yes. Well, the best one was when he had like the pool table in the room. And every time he had, like, no room, I right, put a hole there. Yep. Put a hole there. <laughs> <laughs> it is a fantastic, fantastic character. Oh. You haven't really watched the rest of the development. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I, I'm sure I would like it, but 
You guys, every time probably, you we've guys, probably you guys ruined it. I kind of ruined it. Right. I mean, the chicken thing. I mean, every time you say chicken, Micah starts going, oh, there's this thing in the rest of the melon. Bop, 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 bop. I did? Yes. I haven't done that in years. It was last week you did it. Look out. Yeah, you guys even know what a chicken week. sounds like? <laughs> I, You know what? I know I will eventually. I will eventually. Yeah. yeah. And the best yeah. part about it is, Jim, you love it. Because um, whenever uh, Joe enters the screen, they play the final countdown. Yeah. That's his magician's music. That's theme song. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jimmy, want to take the next one? How did this one make the list? Uh, oh, yeah. Here you go, Jim. <laughs> uh, Balky Bartokamus from Perfect. Perfect Strangers. Okay, smart guy. You got a better idea? Well, of course I do, though, be ridiculous. Oh, you do? I do. You do? I do. Well, what is it? I have no idea, but I'm sure there is one. Um, well, look, I mean, I'll, I didn't watch the show that much, but I got to tell you something. Anytime Bronson Peen show... <laughs> Is on TV and people aren't watching. It's comedy gold. It's it's got to be cr- like the same situation from Night of the Comet. Everybody must have been outside. And they must have burned up the scene. <laughs> Boy, was he brilliant! Speaking of Bronson Pinter, it's gonna be that that thing that B Mix talked about. Yeah, oh yeah, Nerdicon. Yeah, Nerdicon <laughs> right over there. Um, I just don't understand. There was some people in ABC sitting around going, "Look, we've got a supernova of talent in this Bronson Peen show." He now, was what, se- he was Serge to... on uh, in, in Beverly Hills Cop. We got to find the vehicle for this guy quick. That's, that's right, because Mark Lynn Baker isn't going to sit around for just any script. <laughs> uh, that's right. How are we going to do this? We need to we need to team him up with the super talents of Mark Lynn Baker <laughs> for a comedy cavalcade that will tickle everyone's fancy. And it worked too because the show was on for like. Six years. Six, yeah, it was like yeah six years, yeah. And they had hot girlfriends, too. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yep. Well, Where was he from? Oh, Meat Post. Like, Meat Post, yeah. Meat Post. It was like a little island or something like that. It's supposed to be the coast of Greece or something. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, it was, I actually thought he was kind of funny. I, now um, we are so happy we do the Dance of Joy. The oh, yeah, the Meat and Dance of Joy. Yeah, it... I mean, he's a fun character. Yeah. yeah. And this is during the era when, it, like, almost everybody was a catchphrase... Character. Wasn't that the, uh, wasn't that the uh, like the CBS Fridays or whatever it was like? And, and like, this yeah, was on ABC. It was, like it was ABC. ABC. It was like the uh, it was like the, the Friday marathon. It was like that Full House, uh, Family Matters. It was like that that block of those were that block of shows that yeah. was on Friday. Actually, Family Matters was a spinoff of. Uh... With off the spin off of Perfect Strangers, and the mother was the. That's right. The mother was the no. She was the cop. A security guard at the. Are you sure the mother wasn't the sassy elder? No, did she work in the I same? No, they... she worked in the same office as Marklin Baker's character yeah. or something like that. I think, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think she's like a secretary or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, but they never tied the two together. But I think they finally said, "Let's tie these two together, make them married, and we'll put them yeah. in there." So who knew? So all right, Mike, feel free to take this one because I don't know if you really can I, talk I guess, too much about it. Um, Veronica Palmer from Better Off Ted. Just dripped on my floor. Veronica, that's a gun. Blame the bird that dropped the turn, you not have the a hat gun. that got the splat. That's a basic rule of business. Veronica? Don't these people know what are you doing? What are you doing? <sighs> I I have no idea. I am a, multiple people mention her. She's played by Portia de Rossi, uh, who again, Arrested Development I, alum. I don't yeah. even know what this show is. I'm, I, it was a sh- it was an off- it was an office sitcom a couple years ago on ABC. It got fantastic critical reviews, but nobody watched it. I know. Kind of like that show pushing up daisies. Okay. I re- I, I couldn't speak to this. One, I've right? heard of Better Off Ted, but I never saw it. I never caught in one episode. Hmm. Yeah. When was it on? 
Who this is a couple was, years ago. Yeah, it wasn't that? Yeah, it was recent. Some some dude named Ted. Okay. So, um, all right. Rossi. Cool. Yes, hey. So, uh, next up on the list, is, uh, number 18, is Perry Cox from Scrubs. Mr. Blake, down in bed three, came in here with what seemed like a basic heart block, but someone took the time to find out that recently he'd been camping and correctly diagnosed him with Lyme carditis. Now, I'm sure some of you are going to think this is a silly exercise, but I'd like that someone to step forward and stick your hand up in the air so that the group can recognize your great good work. This, this is no time to be modest. Come now. Oh my God, it was me. I did it, I'm a genius. I'm a huge brain in a ripped up body. I am Jesus H. Cox, MD. And this actually was one of the ones from Chris's list, so I'll read off what Chris had to say about him. Who's okay. the actor? I didn't watch Scrubs. John C. Ross. John, uh, John C. McKinley. John C. Okay, yep. um, he loved the character. He constantly berates his trainee JD by calling him girl names. His rants are hilarious. Um, I, there was a thing that Perry Cox did once, and it was with Sarah Chalk's character. Oh, was that the coffee thing? He had proven her wrong about something. And she just found out that he was right and she was wrong. And they pan back, and he's right behind her doing, like, this jaunty legs-up-in-the-air jig. I didn't, I mean, I could take her leave, Scrubs. I watched it I, I never kind watched of as part of my regular viewing for a while, but anybody? Scrubs? I didn't watch him. I didn't. This is, a, this is, a, this is Adam, would, if Adam were here, he would be. Yes. They, yeah, I never really watched it. Me and my sister it, so. are big fans of Zach Braff. And the Did they contribute was... to his Kickstarter? Probably. Because, you know, someone like Zach Braff, who made uh, Garden State, the story of our lives... Uh, well, he wanted to make a sequel, and the studio wouldn't give him money, so he went to the people. He went to the people and instead. And He's got a year's doing one? Apparently Never underestimate the power of Zach Braff. Yeah. Well, <laughs> a Zach Braff joint. Well, yeah. Let me tell you. All right. I'm intrigued. This is actually appropriate. Um, number 17, going to Mike. Going to Mike? Yeah, go ahead, Mike. Dr. Sheldon Cooper from Big Bang Theory. I must say, ever since you started having regular intercourse, your mind has lost its keen edge. <laughs> you should reflect on that. Excuse me, but Einstein had a pretty busy sex life. Yes, and he never unified gravity with the other forces. <laughs> if he hadn't been such a hound dog, we'd all have time machines. Andy hates Big Bang Theory. I have not once laughed at this show. And I've watched many episodes because my in laws are the one. Andy is the one. No, I've watched. Autumn, it. Autumn, Autumn can't stand it either. I've watched oh well, well, that's why. Well, walk it down now. I've watched one episode of it. I laughed twice in that one episode. It wasn't really a laugh. It was like a chuckle. I, I just. I, 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 I can't. Get my my friend Phil um, shocks me to hell. Said that it is blackface for nerds. I'll, I'll buy that. Oh my. So go ahead, Mike. It's go blackface ahead. for nerds. nerds. Well, Jim. Let's call CBS because the the Illuminati has told us of the of Andy, Autumn, and Mike have said that it is no longer worth our viewing pleasure. Who are the Don't, Illuminati? Because if they hate it, we all need to cancel it. We have to get rid of it, sir. Hey, no, I I you know bring back MST3K. I take that too. I like I like Mystery Science. Um, it's a funny. Sh- it's 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 an ensemble cast. It's very similar. Uh, it's funny because the writing is good, but they also do a very nice job of tying in pop culture. Yep. Um, okay, because it's okay. Would, would Johnny Galecki ever date 
Kaylee Cuoco. Apparently, yes. No, he in real life. Real life. I guess in real life, <laughs> he doesn't look like that, though. I mean, I mean, okay, I should say uh, Leonard Hofstetter would never date Penny. Penny. Okay. But you know, it's well. I think sometimes, like some of the best moments are when Penny and Sheldon have their moments together. Because... Well, I was going to say they have. They all have phenomenal right. chemistry. I mean, together. Howard is great. Howard is great. You know, when you know before he got married, he was hysterical because just a sleaze. And the, you know what's funny about it too? It takes place is like basically like three different locales. Yeah. All the time, they do a nice job rotating around their apartment, um, and school. Or... They don't take any one storyline and just like like Ross and Rachel or anything right. like that and just beat it to death. <laughs> right. They they hint at it from time to time. They get they get away from. They go no, back. They'll to have it. an episode here and there, right. but I mean, for the most part, they just try to be a sitcom. They don't try to be a sitcom with like some deep hidden message or some underlying tension. No. It's just it's 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 good funny, and frankly, it's one of the few funny sitcoms that are around. Absolutely, these days, like like true sitcoms. It, like you know, I'm like you guys. I like Parks and Rec, and I don't need to have a laugh track. But every once in a while, I do like to watch just a show with a silly laugh right. track, just to give me a nostalgic feeling. Exactly. When I was a kid, and that's really reason reason why I like it. And it, it is very funny. It's it, it is. No, it's it's great. Again, it's great writing. It really is great, right? I think you know it's great characters. Like I said, they all work well Look, together. They're doing something right. The guy wins an Emmy every year. It seems like. Yeah, I mean, it's like, well, it's like you know, well, we'll talk about another character later that's won a lot of Emmys too. So that's all I have to say. About exactly. It. How right. many Emmys has George Ham won? Huh? John Ham? Yeah. None. Yeah, it's because he gets his ass whipped by Brian Cranston, deservedly. Yeah, but John Ham, and that's a different category. No, but even when he did like the comedy, um, I'm not saying it is, it is the be all end all of no, no. But, but it's a it's one of the best shows. There's nobody that right could, there's in comedy for the most part. He usually he he always wins out. It's right. not like he's going up against one guy. I mean, unfortunately for John Hamm, he's his performance is fabulous. Because there was of, no Breaking Bad, he would have won one. Right. I think it was. There's a lot of you know not to get off too much off topic. There's a lot of great dramas on TV right now that are really strong. Right. And it's nothing against John Hamm. I think he's a great actor. Dying. But the sitcom's dying. Yeah. It's one of the few. And may, you know what? Maybe that's why it does so well because mm. it's really one of the few left of the medium that that still works of the classic <laughs> formula. Yep. Did you get no. a bad one? No, no. I just. You thought they were regular Yeah, pretzels. I thought they were regular pretzels. I'm like, that doesn't taste like a regular pretzel. Ooh, I'm going to have to have some of those. That's one why I'm going to Maybe I just wasn't expecting it. All right, Jim, go ahead. Number uh, 16. Marshall Erickson. Let me tell you about the thing you say is just pizza. We begin with the first bite. Oh, the crunch. And then the marinara. That roiling lava of tomato oregano it overtakes you i'm falling and that's when she catches you that chewy voluptuous mistress mozzarella her oven kissed cheeks crackle with warmth in your mouth cradling the sauce and the bread letting you know that from now on this is all this pizza if it was so delicious, why they close it in the first place? Rats. We're not stopping. This road trip sucks. You know what's funny? The first few seasons I watched it, I thought he was one of the weaker characters. Same here. But as the seasons have gone on, 
He's got I've better. grown to appreciate. I, I, yeah. That he is, he is my okay. favorite character of the show. I like Barney. I mean, everybody likes Barney. Yeah, everybody he's, likes he's Barney. He's brilliant too. I mean, see, it's... I like. I have to admit, if I had to pick another, Lily is actually one of my favorite characters. I just love that. Just, the, just the way she is in the, in the show. You know, the thing about it is, Marshall's chemistry with with everybody on that show is the best. Okay. He has the best chemistry yeah. with Barney. Yeah. He can, because like, you know, like when they have like Lily and Barney, it's like, oh, that's kind of funny, but yeah. it's like a weird underlying. Rapey thing. They, yeah, they don't seem to mesh quite as well. Um, I think Ted sucks. He just, I just can't stand him. I can't stand the character. But um, Marshall, to me, is the linchpin that holds that whole show together. Yeah. <laughs> Lawyer. Yeah, slaps giving. When Barney <laughs> oh. turns on his laptop and there's a countdown of slaps giving going down, it's, he does a really good job. And he's he is, I would say he is probably the best actor of of all of them. Speaking yeah. of which, doesn't Marshall owe him one more slap? Yes. Isn't there one slap oh, left in this? He's somewhere? probably going to get it at the end. I think the, yeah, the finale. He's going to get it at the, at the finale. Because there's one slap left. I know it. <laughs> um, and I do like the fact, too, that he has stayed on the show even though he's become he, a very big star. Yeah. Um, the, the, one of my favorite Christmas lines of all time actually came from Marshall when um, Lily was talking about leaving cookies out for Santa. And Marshall, being from the Midwest, is like, Cookies? You want to put him to sleep? Santa needs protein. We give him Lutefisk. <laughs> and then this season when he was forced to go into that um, that, that drive-side diner wearing... Uh, he, had to, he had to wear like the Green Bay cheddar head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, had to get, he had to get into the, uh, the big, gigantic gas guzzling bummer yeah. with mm-hmm. a woman who was a, lo- a lobbyist for a big oil firm. <laughs> that's great. It's a, it's, it's a show that's going to be missed. I, I don't know. Would you consider that... that that's a classic style sitcom, I guess. It's, yeah. it's, it's much more clever. It is. It, I, I, I don't, like... that. The, the CBS lineup for their sitcoms, and almost all of them, except for this one, is, is produced by Chuck Lorre. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Two Broke Girls is? Two Broke Girls is a Chuck Lorre show. Oh, Big so Bang Theory. I love, yeah, I love um, Two Broke Girls. And Two and a Half Men, which I... He's got to have pictures of somebody. That that show is still on the air. Yeah, it, it must still draw an audience. Um... But all of those shows, and, you know, like you said, the three, you know, they use three sets, they rotate them. Uh, with How I Met Your Mother, yeah, they, they repeat a lot of the sets. How I Met Your Mother has fewer sets. They, But they do the flashbacks. They, their continuity jumps are, are, are really what makes that, what drives that show in terms of making it less than a, less a traditional um, sitcom. Yeah, that episode right there was the first one I've seen of that show since the pilot. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, all that flashbacking was kind of confusing. You don't get you don't get too many pilots, do you? You can <laughs> no, sit no, there really. and absorb Doctor Who. Hell yeah! But you can't figure that one out. Well, this is the fir- I saw the first episode, and now this one five years. You try flying in space with a with a phone booth. <laughs> I sure First chance I get, I will. You know, you have I Netflix, will. right? Yes, Start is. watching the seasons. They're all on there. My kids will be on Christmas Eve looking out the window. Is that Santa Claus? No, that's Uncle Mike Gulick. <laughs> <laughs> Probably doesn't like Christmas either. Why do you think I call my car the TARDIS? <laughs> oh, Andy and Autumn are on TV. Yeah. Well, they don't like Christmas either. <laughs> Cancel it all. Cancel it all. <laughs> Just Boxing Day lives. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. You would rock out American Boxing Day. We you would totally would. That would be awesome. Oh. All right, Mike. Go ahead. Now, I just want to preface uh, number 15 by saying that... <laughs> this was if, Andy's favorite character. 
If, if anyone doubts that, that, that thinks that this this list is rigged in any way, shape, or form, look no further than number fifteen. Go ahead, Mike. This character, I thought he was funny. For maybe the first few episodes I saw him on. After that, I got really sick and tired of him. Stephen Urkel from Family Matters. Go home, Steve. Oh, but why? We were having such fun. Oh yeah. This night goes down in the hall of fun. Actually, I don't want lying like a rug. I'm not really the happy-go-lucky guy I appear to be. That's just my polka face. Luckily, though, Jaleel White has blossomed into a fun. <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching the first season of Family Matters before they brought in uh, Stephen Urkel. And well, it was, showed up a few times. It was a, but, you know, it was a spinoff of, of Perfect Strangers, and it was just, you know, yeah. you know, this fat, possibly gay cop, and and his <laughs> wife who just what? went Carl a whole bunch. Yeah. And then two daughters, and two daughters, and a dumb son. And now keep in mind, one of the daughters just kind of vanished. <laughs> I really wanted the son, Theo Hobstable, and the son to get into Thunderdome and duke it out to see who wins dumbest adolescent son, Eddie. Whatever his name was. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was. And then they brought in, and again, catchphrase comedy. You know what, mm-hmm. Ramon, you know what, Jaleel White, for me, his, his, his glowing moment was not Family Matters, sir, no. The NBA, as everybody knows, has an all-star game. Now, on the Saturday, the, during the afternoon before the All-Star Game, they used to do NBC's NBA All-Star School Stay in, you know, Stay in School Challenge, where a young urban star would have like an hour-long special with the NBA All-Stars, except, for, jazzy the, except j- for the good ones like Jordan and Carl Malone and tell them to all go eat shit and bark at the moon. <laughs> so I just remember him coming and going, you know, and he wasn't talking like Urkel. He was talking all New Jack Street and everything. He's like, yeah, yeah, and now I want to bring up my main man, Chris Mullen. <laughs> Cracker, Chris Mullen comes walking out with his flat top, and they're trying to talk street and urban, and I just... So was he going more Stefan Urkel? Yeah. Yeah, he really was. Right. But that, that for me, that show was, uh, it was unbearable. He is the only person on the character on this list to beget a serial. The only thing that was, I would and I would watch it His because dance. it was on Fox before The Simpsons would come on. So oh. I'd catch like the last half an hour of it. Reruns, Didn't maybe. he also have like, like a, that setting morning, a setting morning cartoon or something? Oh, I'm sure he did right after Hammer Man. No, actually, you know what? He was the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog. Who oh, was? Jaleel White? Jaleel White was. People who voted for him, did they say why? Was it no. such a thing like when they were... I think it's one of those things where it's... Old, it, it, you know what? It, again, it's a character that was popular and stuck out. Yeah. Autumn uh, said that it was a... Yeah. No, no. She said it's just you remember him growing up and you remember Stephen Urkel being funny. Well, well you know... Well, I was going to say, you know what? Yeah. I can see, because like, Autumn is a few years younger than us, so yeah. she would have been in high school... Mm-hmm. Probably in high school. Hey, let's yeah. hang out, watch Family Matters, and dinosaurs will be on. <laughs> Not the mama. Yeah, I will say, without him on the show, that show would probably have been canceled in two or three seasons. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Two or three seasons? It'd be like ten minutes halfway through the show. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they'd cut, and it'd just be like the graphic with the guy, the cameraman with the X's through his eyes, drinking a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> It was yeah, terrible. Yeah. It was terrible. Cheese. Yeah. It, yeah, and, and you know what I love, too? You can always tell that ABC was owned by Disney every uh, season. Well, the yeah. Disney World episode, uh, where well, Stefan Arkell would make his appearance. <laughs> yeah. He was a pimp. 
You know <laughs> Stefan Urkel. If he had his bitches. He was basically his alter He basically, what Urkel they, tried to do is, a, because he wanted to go out with what the oldest Laura. Laura. So he finally wanted to make himself likable to Laura. So he pulled so another course, professor. Yeah, it was, yeah, that's basically what it was. Well, I guess eventually, like, yeah. the last season, he was able to clone himself, so he made himself one Stephen Urkel and a Hi. Stephon Urkel character. I kid you not. Yeah. But thanks for telling us. You know uh, what? BuzzFeed lied to all of us. The 90s fucking sucked. <laughs> really good. All right. All right, number 14. Number 14. Yeah, Rose Nyland from The Golden Girls. Oh, such a fabulous show. Spanish fly is not a fly? No. What is it? It's a beetle. They call it a fly, but it's really a beetle? Yes. How do they know it's Spanish? Because it wears a little sombrero. <laughs> but why don't they just call it a beetle? Spanish beetle. Because they call it Spanish fly. Well, then what do they call their fly? I don't care! <laughs> It was, so it was. Now, here's the beauty of this. I don't want to say it was gr- groundbreaking. You know what? It kind of was, though, because, I mean, this is the first time that you had four women over was the age of 60. Yeah, I guess all the... Was that the first time it was an all, like an all-female All-female, yeah. over 60 <laughs> cast. And that was... I mean, that was pretty much it. They would go episodes where they didn't have anybody but the four. But the nice them. thing was, all four of those women... Were all had been established actresses. I think they were all like prior. Broadway and vaudeville. I think. I'm well, Betty White that. had been around for a while. Yeah, she'd done like Mary Tyler. Betty White, Walmart. I think, was on the first television well, show ever. <laughs> B. Ar- and B. Arthur is just gold right there. <laughs> Betty, Betty White starring in two guys banging a rock together. <laughs> and Jim, of course, we have B. Arthur, who's just gold right there. Yeah, she was Maud. So they saw, all, you know, with, I think with maybe the exception. No, I think with the exception though of of um, B. Arthur, every one of them played against a type character they played before. Yeah, like Suzanne Nivens on uh, Mary Tyler Moore was a completely different character than Rose. Yeah, Rose was an idiot. She was a mm-hmm. slut, wasn't she? Huh? She was, Blanche. she was Blanche, exactly. And Blanche on Mama's Family was Rose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and on Maude. That's right. That's right. Yep. But oh, Rose is a great character. She had, I mean, she had great lines, fantastic delivery. Absolutely. And, and that was the only surviving Golden Girl. There was that period where every year we would lose a Golden Girl. <laughs> yep. That ended in 2009 with the death of B. Arthur. Well, it is 2013, and Betty White is still, she is stronger Don't than ever. Him. She's like a goddamn Highlander. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's like cutting off their heads and like just draining their life essence. No, she's gone through the same procedure. I'm gonna be really upset if I look outside and Clancy Brown's holding her head up through the window. Now, there you go, Andy. You ruined that one. She's gone through the same procedure as Keith Richards. Conventional weapons can no longer kill her either. Yeah, we all thought about that about Dick Clark too, though. Yep. <laughs> Rebecca, what is my wife? I'm so embarrassed. Jeez, Mike, Louise. Take number 13, please. I got 13, all right. Cosmo Kramer from Seinfeld. And nothing diverts his attention. Like I'm, uh, you know, I, like I'm sitting in there, you know. And uh, I start banging on the table, you know, to, uh, you know, so that he'll look up, you know, like I'm sitting there, you know, and I, you know. <laughs> he wouldn't move. So then I started doing these yelping noises, like, yeah! <laughs> No reaction, because the guy is so focused, you see. He can just block out anything that's going on around him. Um, right, who wants to start talking about Seinfeld before... All right. All right, now, I know, Becca, you love Seinfeld. 
Yeah, and no one else. I don't think doesn't. You guys don't like. Them. I I don't hate it. I, I don't just hate never it. Never got into it. I, I think, think that once you have you've watched all the episodes once, you I, never I really you need to. It. I thought you really liked. it. I loved because it because it's that nibbish, whiny humor. But when it, it you know, I I started watching the reruns of it, and I'm like, <laughs> this this held up a lot better when it was fresh and new, and I'd never seen it before. You know what it did? Okay, Jerry is awful. He is awful. Yes. I hate George, Jason Alexander's a great actor, but he's he's you know he, the character he's an asshole. Well, that became I like, know that's the whole point. They're all that became assholes. like Larry David. And Kirk what they do do? He was Larry David. Yeah. They brought out brilliant. They had a brilliant writing staff no, and what guys like the Soup Nazi in Banya and all these weirdos. You know Newman. All Newman. the all the other characters that kind of the, the weirdos them. that they always seem to bring in the carnival freaks that they brought the in doctor, the did a nice job. Yeah, she, my, my wife knows all the bubble boy. The big salad. I think one of the funniest things that was our Kramer do was when he found the old set of Merv Griffin. Oh. No, it was the Mike Douglas show. No, it was Merv Griffin. It was, Merv Griffin. was it? It was Merv Griffin. I thought it was Mike, Mike Douglas. Sorry, it was Merv Griffin. Because he, found, he finds it all in the yeah. dumpster and he pulls them all out. He's got the seats and everything. He's got the laugh track and everything. Everybody's coming in. Oh, my God. That was funny. Um, Actually, you know, it's because it, my wife knows I don't like the show. There are certain aspects that are funny. Absolutely. Like, when, when I heard, ever, I had never heard it before was when George left that message well, to the Great need, American here. Oh, yeah. Wait, save that. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Um, And the bet. Well, the, you know, like my favorite thing with Kramer was though, just keeping specific to the characters, when he decided that he was going to sunbathe on the roof oh, with butter. Really? Oh god! And then Newman was like, "What's that smell?" And he like sees Kramer lying there, but he, he looks like a turkey, like a roast turkey with just Kramer's head. <laughs> hey, buddy, how you doing? And the wing waves at him. <laughs> Great. He actually was the best character on that show, in my opinion. Kramer. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would say most people probably would. Never won an Emmy for the role. Jerry never won, right? Jerry, no. Uh, are you kidding me? So, so I guess he had a lot. Of, I have more Emmys than Jerry Seinfeld does in the in the lead actor category. I guess he had a lot of built up anger about that. Then it kind of came out on stage. Well, a little bit. Yeah. Can't imagine what. <laughs> Jim, want to take the next one? Uh, yeah, Murphy well, Brown. Yeah, from the show Murphy Brown. Um, really? Well, here, well, um. Hmm. Because as soon as I get your visa or your MasterCard number, Bambi's going to teach you all sorts of nice little things. Excuse me, Bambi just got sent back to the forest. This is Thumper. And she's telling you to get off the phone and stop calling here because... What? Oh, all right. I'm hot, I'm hot, I'm on fire. Yes, yes, faster, slower. Oh boy, oh baby, oh baby. Oh. Typical. I I, I, I I didn't like her. I thought she's a deplorable bitch, but um, <laughs> I thought everybody else was really good in that show. I thought Miles was hysterical. Yeah. Um, My mother hated that show too, so. I'm not, it just said somebody, it was, it was clearly... Okay, I, I'm trying <laughs> yeah. really hard, but it was so left wing, and they were just trying to put the screws, and you know, you'd never see a show making fun of a left wing character as much. You know, now that you know that, I mean, Dan Quayle was the butt of their jokes, and fine, he, you know, at some point he deserved it, but it was like it was their platform. It wasn't so much as a sitcom; it was a platform, and it bothered me because there was so many good people on that show, 
And I just felt as though they kind of lost sight of that. Instead of just sticking to the acting and sticking to the concepts, it was always some sort of a jab at the right. All right. All right. Fair enough. Even though was, they had the Bill Clinton, they had Bill Clinton steal the uh, the coveted big boy statue. Yeah, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. The way they always did it was he was cool. Ladies okay. and gentlemen, that was Jimmy Ethier, political moment. Um, <laughs> I, you know what? You're well, right. You there there were better. Moment. There were better characters. There were better characters on Murphy Brown than Absolutely. Murphy Brown. But you know what? Though I, I felt that she didn't take the role too just until like they started like okay well now you're gonna be a single mom now you're gonna cancer you're gonna get all this yeah stuff and then it started to fall downhill the first couple of seasons were brilliant. it's one of those things where they got too it, drama and they like was, there was too many messages at the that fact that she kept driving out yeah they kept she, you know the fact that she kept driving out all of her uh her secretaries until they brought paul rubens in too oh, God. <laughs> he just wouldn't go away <laughs> All right, Andy, going for the next one because I know you want to shoot a load for this one. Um, you know what? Yeah, you, you know what? Yeah, it was a great show in the whole world. Bam, the Big Bang. Anyway, it's uh, Thirty Rock, Jack Donaghy, and yes, because Jack Donaghy is—he just is a fantastic character. I think I can do this. Okay, go. I'm mad at you, Dad. Hey, dummy, I'm mad at you too. Why you gotta act out that way? Uh, that's not exactly what I had. Cause you left me, Dad! I was young and confused and your moms didn't want me around no more. Now pass me them damn collard greens. Is this true, Mom? He gambled away my welfare check. Woman, I got a mind to smack you upside the head. He's funny, but at the same time, is this is your prestige act. Why is the table lifting up high right that? now? <laughs> That, that was the noise of somebody actually hearing an erection over the, radio <laughs> for the first time. I was going to say, why is the table kind of If you've never it? heard one before, if you really want to get it, because Andy's very mild-mannered. He doesn't get upset about anything. Tell him that you hate Dirty uh, dirty Rocks. Dirty Rock, he'll break a bottle over your head. I hate Dirty Rock. No. <laughs> Actually, I don't hate Thirty Rock. Smash. It's a great show. Oh, Thirty Rock. The, the Thirty Rock is a brilliant television show. I it, don't think he was the best character, Jenna but Maroney. Jenna Maroney was the best. Character. It, it's yeah. tough because again, this is a, this is. I mean, I you know Tracy Jordan was on my list as well. Is you know the kind of thing because I mean with Tracy, I would pause the TV because I had to take a break to laugh. They, they were all hysterical. Don't get me. I mean, but they all were. What I mean that uh, season two, the um, I think it was the Rosemary's Baby episode where. Um, Jack had to go to counseling with Tracy to get him to kind of behave better. And he went into a Sanford and Son-esque racist, like, impersonation rant. It can't be disputed. It's not my favorite show of all time. I would argue it's the greatest written sitcom of all time. The writing is... It's almost perfect. It's witty, it, you know. It, no, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not witty. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like earth-shattering. Right. It's like, it's like this... It's so cerebral... It's so, but it all interlocks brilliantly. I mean, right. all the characters mesh yeah. perfectly. And I mean, he could have been an absolute. And you know what? And the funny thing about that show is, and again, and I'm agreeing everything that Jim said. But some people love that stuff. Some people not their thing. You know, and that doesn't. Well, make it, it which course. you know, can, but no, it was that is but, what I like to call the according to Jim crowd. Yeah, there you go. Hey. Um, but even you know, towards the end of the you know, as the show was running, I mean, they could have kept Jack exactly the same. Instead, they had him like, you know, plotting his his. his uh, Course of revenge against his enemy. He was a thirteen-year-old girl who stood uh, to take over the entire uh, <laughs> Cable Town Empire, That's and all it took was a birthday card. 
<laughs> oh, he was brilliant. I mean, he was... The first time... There were so many funny lines in that show, and he perpetrated probably a third of them. Lemon, open the door. I can hear you in there singing Night Cheese. <laughs> Watch this, Night Cheese. <laughs> Who is his... Um... His uh, assistant. Jonathan. He goes, Jonathan, you're fired. <laughs> oh, by the way, I just read in the, um, yeah. I read on the news today, Jonathan came out. Come on. I know. I was shocked. I thought he had done that years ago. Um, <laughs> but the first line that Jack ever said that made me laugh out loud was when it was towards the end of like the third episode or something. And Liz goes up to his office and he's in a tuxedo. She's like, what's with the tuxedo? Lemon. It's after six. What am I, a farmer? <laughs> it, it really is. You're right. It is a well. It is. It is the best, the best written it, show it's on best, television. It's the best written sitcom of all time. I'm not so saying it's my favorite. How about say to date? Because you never know. There's like, something better out there. Well, geez, Mike, no kidding. But you said of all time. I can see. Tell me, no other show would ever top it. I am saying of all time to date. I okay. guess, but I'm not. I, I, I didn't I'm say just, it would, I'm messing with. Well, no, but I didn't say it would be the greatest show. That there'll never be a written show. As no, but I'm agreeing. Right I know I agree with you. I do agree with you. So, who's the greatest boxer of all time? Muhammad Ali. But you can say there could be another boxer who could be better. But everybody Mark calls him the all-time great. No. Who's the greatest basketball player of all time? Michael Jordan. There you go. Was it Kobe? <laughs> all right, Mike. You want to take right. ten? Number ten. Al Bundy. Since men buy beer, advertisers have to cater to what we want and. Hold on to your corncob pipe. <laughs> we like pretty women. Ergo, pretty women sell good products. Ugly women sell tennis rackets. <laughs> pretty women cars. Ugly women minivans. <laughs> pretty women make us buy beer. Ugly women make us drink beer. This is killing Andy. He's above Jack Donaghy. Um, Not killing me, because I, lo I love No, I agree. No, he was a great guy. He was. You used to like Married with Children. I liked the first like three seasons. I I, I thought it was a bit. They must have changed their writing staff or something because it went. It was actually a very witty show the first couple of seasons, and then all of a sudden, then it turned into the you know the Simpsons thing of ah, let's have sex. No pig. <laughs> Toilet flush. Applause. You 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 were in love with Steve, weren't you? Steve Rhodes. Well, Steve is a better character than what's his name. Yeah, uh, hey, Jefferson, Jefferson Darcy, Darcy was a Darcy, yeah. timeless character. I prefer Jefferson, actually. Yeah. Steve was so... Well, the thing was with Jefferson was you never really knew much about him. Yeah. And even if we knew things, you still didn't know much about him at the end. You know, it's like he had so many secrets that you still didn't really figure out about him. He was him. either like a, a lazy prima donna or like a secret government agent or something. He, he was just flipping back and forth. He was like John Hamm's character on 30 Rock. He was so good looking, it didn't matter. He did yeah. Whatever he yeah. Exactly. He was in the bubble. But with Al... I think with Al, I think once they started getting comfortable with kind of his character things, the hand in the pants, the uh, the fat ladies getting buying the shoes and stuff like that, they just so, felt so comfortable that every episode is like the equivalent of the catchphrase. But at yeah. that point, though, you got to remember though too. Other than The Simpsons, that was the only show that stuck with mm -hmm. Fox. It was the it's the is the only original Fox show to last a season. But the nice thing about that seasons. show was too is whether you liked it or hated it, they never really changed the format in a sense. They really oh, that's, kind of, that's they what they stuck with it. Yeah. Like, you know, they didn't go like serious with it or anything like that. It they, was they, the, no, there was never a very special the episode. episode. Opened no. up, the toilet flushed. Al walked out. Wore a no man shirt. Yeah, one of my favorite episodes was like he uh, he wanted to go on vacation, but he didn't have enough money. 
So he spent the entire time sitting on the couch watching movies of places he wanted to go. And he would like wear he would like wear like a Hawaiian shirt when he's watching a Hawaiian movie. And everybody would try to talk to him. He's like, nope, on vacation. And you just have to spend they spent the entire episode just kind of working around him. I think when he had like the No Ma'am T shirts. Oh yeah. The no, National no Organization of Men Against Amazonian Masterhood. Those are great. <laughs> <laughs> I remember like the one point they had like it was like um all the women doing like breastfeeding or something like that. Yes. Like, all right, no ma'am, heavyweight division, come on in. <laughs> you got your guys, but you're really fat guys. They all pulled up their shirts. Oh yeah, they start dancing like you know, jiggling all over the place. It's like you're gonna gross us out with your boobs. We're gonna dance with fat guys. <laughs> oh, I love that show. Blake, can we take the next one? Oh, uh, what are we looking at? Nine. Oh, Barney Stinson, How I Met Your Mother, number nine. Well, you're not sorry now, Ted Mosby, but you will be. You will be. <laughs> That's how you do an evil laugh. Ciao for now. There's another one uh, from Chris's list. I mean, what does Chris have to say about essential it? to the show? Huh? Mm-hmm. Essential. Oh to yeah. The show. It, it, you don't. You don't go nine seasons everything, without everything. It, the whole point of the show is supposed to be, in my mind, it's supposed obviously it's supposed to be based on Ted. Right, but Barney's what makes the show. Right, absolutely. He is. Yeah, he's the inventor of the bro code and the playbook. He is the the playbook. He's the one who sets the cultural (laughs) agenda of the show. Yeah, I like to say he he his books are in Barnes and Noble. All right, absolutely. Oh yeah, the bro code. Yeah, the playbook is probably. I think the playbook is one of the best ones. When they they had the old episode dedicated Mm -hmm. to the playbook, every time he had a play, he'd he'd. And they'd see him do it, and every time at the end, he'd wink at the end, because he got, you know, that was how he did it. But I think it was just, um, you know, you always saw, like, there was a lighthearted moment for him, too, but at the same time, he was such a womanizer, didn't give a shit. Considering how gay he is as well. I love Neil Patrick Harris, because he has, I mean, he's had a very successful career pretty much his entire life. Yeah. Like, off and on, like, but, like, when he's been successful, he's been successful. Oh, yeah. You know, because like you know, Doogie Howser, then he kind of fell for a while. Mm-hmm. I saw him on Broadway. Yeah, well, there you go. No, no, this is Broadway. And then of course he did like you know, even, huh? that, even that one little scene he had in Harold and Kumar yeah, in the Castle. Mm-hmm. When he had those reincurring times, and of course um, How I Met Your Mother came out. You know, when he did the whole song about suits. Yeah, that's a great. That was a great section where he did the whole song, like the whole big, huge, like musical number. Probably the best moment he ever had. He did the rip tracks. That's right. That's right. That's he right. did um, really went on to the chocolate factory. Yep. I gotta say, my favorite of the bro code though is a bro never sends a greeting card to another bro. <laughs> <laughs> Are you looking it up? <laughs> a bro shall always alert another bro to of a girl fight. Bros, bros do not, not sh- make eye contact during a devil's three way. <laughs> uh, and bros do not share dessert. <laughs> what else you got? A bro pretends to like cigars. <laughs> oh god oh, parts in the wind yeah that's all we are alright Jim number 8 I know you love this show go for it George Costanza <laughs> asshole that's all I, I that, that's all I got <laughs> hold back asshole hold back. Uh, Mr. Steinbrenner sir there's someone here I'd like you to meet this is Mr. Costanza he's one of the applicants nice to meet you Well, I wish I could say the same, but I must say, with all due respect, I find it very hard to see the logic behind some of the moves you have made with this fine organization. In the past 20 years, you have caused myself and the city of New York a good deal of distress. 
as we have watched you take our beloved Yankees and reduce them to a laughingstock, all for the glorification of your massive ego. Well, you know what? Again, this is the same character they based Curb Enthusiasm on. Well, yeah. Like Larry David, like real life. His real George life character. I mean, the thing with George, what, what I liked about George was that he would go to the most astronomical lengths to get out of doing something. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, when he, when he tried to get himself fired from the Yankees, he did it because he wanted to do it in a spectacular fashion. Yep. Um, <clears throat> you know, there was a lot you, you didn't like about George. And, I mean, for the most part, I don't think Jason Alexander will ever live this character down. Nope. No, he, he, I don't think he, he's pigeonholed. Well, I think right. most of his characters... And it's characters, too bad, because you know, he's a town. He's town. Yeah. I think his biggest role post that is the voice of one of the gargoyles on uh, Hunch, Hunchback of Notre Dame. They well, tried doing that sports night show where he was supposed to be Tony Tony uh, Tony Kornheiser. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he did that. Was fun. yeah, that yeah. No, that is pretty funny. Um, I mean, he's not a bad character. It's no. you know, again, I think you know Becca put this on the Facebook thing that he's really there to carry an unbelievably untalented, unfunny Jerry Seinfeld. Mm. Yeah, the show's really about him. It's not really about Jerry. I mean, well, the funny about Jerry Seinfeld was some of his stand-up stuff is actually pretty funny. It's just the show itself, he wasn't funny. I've heard some of his stand-up stuff. It's not bad. No, I mean, some of his stand-up stuff is very, very funny. No, but at just least him on the show, his character is He made fun of the fact that he couldn't act. Right. Yeah, right, exactly. All right. Mike? Number seven. Number seven. Ah, oh, nice. Alex P. <laughs> Keaton from Family Ties. Absolutely. Okay, now, we're going to need a business manager to help us avoid paying taxes. Taxes. A tax is a terrible, hairy, liberal monster. With big teeth. And the only thing, the only thing that can stop the terrible tax monster is a Republican. I mean, yeah, that's horseshit. Scott Valentine should have been next. <laughs> yeah, but Jim, he was all right wing Republican. You'd love it. Yeah, it was a brilliant character because he had these, like, for me. Like, these left wing liberal parents, and the way he rebelled against them. Right. They were all hip, yeah. they were hippies. Fully right wing and yeah, he was, oh yeah, he was like totally opposite. I just find it funny that he was like, what, 30 when he got cast yeah. as an 18 year old yeah. or something like that? It's because he was 5'3. Right, and from yeah. Canada. They age slower over there. He's definitely the breakout character of that whole show. Well, you know what the funny thing is with, with him is that they did try to bring other characters to kind of be like, well, you know, there's only so long we can keep him here. Like Nick? Like, like yeah, like Scott Valentine's yeah, character. Yeah, in my demon Valentine. Or my and, then demon course, yeah, and then, of course, yeah, and then, of course, Brian Bonsell as the Andrew the Blue Brother. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Who just appeared and he was 12. Yeah. He went from infant to, yeah, exactly. Like an eight-year-old. Um, How'd you get a bull haircut in two days? <laughs> it's all the growth hormones, dude. Yeah, I, I haven't watched Family Ties in I don't know how long. They didn't sound like uh, the Hub. Oh, okay. I've always I always liked it when it was you know it was it's on first show. run. I you know this is one of the shows I make a point of watching every Thursday he, night. He was easily the best character in that show, though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Very... It put him on the map. <laughs> All right, uh, so number six, uh, from Taxi, the Reverend Jim Ignatowski. Yeah. Great character. Hey, you, know, you know what just occurred to me also? That uh, seven and six are both the lead stars of Back to the Future. Oh, that's wow. Wow, huh? Um, 
Have you ever experienced loss of consciousness, hallucinations, dizzy spells, convulsive disorders, fainting, or periods of loss of memory? Well, that's in everyone. <laughs> but no. <laughs> um, mental illness or narcotic addiction? Now that's a tough choice. No. <laughs> Okay, th that's it. You ready for the test? I thought this was a test. No, 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 this is the application. Oh, man. Oh, shit. Hey, it's getting rougher and rougher. Well, I think... Uh... Reverend Jim is a great character. Strung out on drugs. Remember before that, like when the show first started, it was kind of slow. Oh, yeah. Because they had that one other weird, like, that one kid that was on the show. I think his name was Andy, actually. No, it was Jeff. No, it was Andy. I he was, like, going to get married. He was, like, the young kid. He was, like, he was, like, such a dull character. He was, like, the worst character on the show. So they kind of, you know, phased him out. And then and they, they brought in, brought back, actually, Revel and Jim, because he got Laka married. Oh, yeah. You know, and then they brought him back. But the funny thing is, again, that was another character that just stuck right out. And I think the best one was they first introduced him as official member of the cast. Was he going to get his license? Yeah. Oh, that's a great... That's probably one of the best episodes. My favorite episode. That one. Um, the fact that he always tried to get Louie to give him a kiss. Yep. <laughs> I, I think it would have been hilarious if his taxi was a, was a DMZ Dorian. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think those were out at that time. No, probably not, but it would um, be hilarious. <laughs> And the, I mean, the beauty thing was too. I guess, I guess, uh, J Jim came from a lot of money. Well, I remember um, there, was, there was something about a flashback episode where they kind of like how they kind of became who they were. Yeah. And I remember the episode well, but it was something like he was like a like a valedictorian type, really smart <laughs> guy. He had like you know the sweater vest, like Barney Gumble. And he would talk like this, you know. He like all of a sudden I guess man, like he wanted to experiment and try marijuana. <laughs> he took one puff. Imagine became the stoner that you knew on the show. Like all of a sudden, that, that's all it took. So that was the interesting thing about his character because he was like supposed to be like a valedictorian, like you know, yeah. Harvard type, you know, grad. So you mean because he was supposed to be very intelligent. So Taxi was an '80s version of Reaper Madness. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he was just. I mean, there's not a whole lot you can say. I mean, that I every time we talk about Taxi, you bring up the scene with him getting his driver's license. Yeah. yeah. Um, probably the best episode. Yeah, easily, absolutely. Um, Jim. Well, I mean, next one, Sophia Petrillo. We already talked about the Golden Girls, really. I mean, yeah, yeah. At least we got the shoes and the balloon, and you didn't have to pay extra. <laughs> I just had to swear that I would never take you back again. Shimshack makes you swear that every year. In blood. <laughs> Sophia, there's something I don't understand. Now, you're always a bit ornery, unpleasant, impolite, even downright mean. That's part of your charm. Thank you, you bed-hopping relic. She was the foul-mouthed old enough, lady. I think Estelle Getty was the youngest of the was. four. Yeah, and it's she was also weird. the first to die. God, you're morbid. I know, you're huh? Reaper or something? Jeez, Andy. Oh, <laughs> uh, Can I go up to four? Go for it. Can yeah, I do it? Fine. Maybe my favorite character of all time. Dr. Niles Crane. Oh, do those chocolate shavings look different to you? No. Well, they do to me. I think they've switched to an inferior domestic brand. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Waxy. He was, yeah, he was definitely the breakout of career. Talk about a person that 
if you're going to find a person for Fraser's brother, yeah. the guy was perfect. He looked like him, yeah. and he sounded like him. It was just David Hyde Pierce mm-hmm. was probably one of the best people. But it was, well, well, Rebecca, was a, tell the story. I didn't even know the story. You know the story about when they got him. Well, yeah, I guess uh, the original, you know, the, the Cheers was, Fraser was on Cheers, in case you guys didn't know that. Really? What? No. And they gave, um, they decided they were going to choose a, have a spinoff for Fraser, which I thought was odd at the time, but Yeah, whatever. Carla. Anyway, well, they did do the Tortellis first. Oh, they did. God. She wow. wasn't on that. Anyway, um. But Jean Kasem was. Yes, she was. <laughs> now I won't let my husband's children see him. <laughs> but anyway, um. So they were trying to come up with a concept for the show, whatever, and they had decided they were going to have him be with his family. And Frazier had never talked about having a brother on the show at all. He occasionally talked about his parents. They had some continuity breaks, but they <laughs> resolved all those in Frazier. But um, somehow the producers met with David Hyde Pierce or saw him and said, he looks so much like Kelsey Grammer and sounds like him and acts like him. We have to have him on the show. So... They basically wrote a character for David Hyde Pierce. It wasn't like they had a brother character and wanted to, look, was looking for the perfect person. They to wanted to get a guy who was more prissy than right. Frazier. and they and they and they did it in spades. Oh, and the beauty is too for for a breakout character, he never overshadowed the lead. Which is, I think, you run into that issue a he lot. Like, the he hit the he line. He always said that line. The one of the best ones. Remember, he like he like he like scraped his finger and he like passed out from the blood. <laughs> And he was trying to iron his pants, really? and that was a whole fiasco. No, no dialogue whatsoever, and the whole thing just goes wrong. Looks his finger again, passes out, because he was such a wuss too. Well, there was that great line. Uh, it was the first season where uh, Martin had his boys with him, and he was going to take him to that steak pit, the sawmill, oh, oh, the yeah. sawmill, yeah. And you know they they keep making fun of it. Martin storms out, and um, Niles looks at Fraser and goes, "Have we forgotten the good? You know, the simple things in life: steak, potatoes, fixins." <laughs> what else? Uh, what was the other one? They started singing Goldfinger. That was a good it's one. It's kind of kind of odd because like you know Frazier and Niles are such like prissy characters, and then they get the father, which is like this, you know, this man. He's like an every man. Like Rebe- Rebecca job. brought up the continuity issues. They were all addressed when Sam Malone came to visit Frazier on Frazier, and um, yeah, they, there's Sam. He's a former Red Sox pitcher, and Martin walks up. Oh. Sa- yeah, Frazier must have told you a whole lot about me, Sammy, huh? No, I actually said you were you, you were a scientist, and that you were dead. <laughs> and then Niles pops up. Well, what did he say about me? He never mentioned you at all. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's why it was that old chair that they, they brought in. Um, you know, it's like Frazier's like house. Oh yeah, that I old mean, reclining chair. Yeah, but that wasn't Niles. I know. No, the but Niles is. I mean, we're talking no, about Niles same, right the, now. The, oh, okay. I mean, it, it, Niles' character evolved nicely. You know, yeah. the whole thing with Daphne. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the Maris thing. They, never they, saw. Yep. She was the Vera. Vera. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just a great character. What she looked like. You could be almost guaranteed that if he entered the room, he would have the best line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Either by delivery or by script. Yeah. Really, he, just, he could just deliver a line like no one else. His facial expression was perfect. He worked off everybody brilliantly. Yeah, absolutely. My favorite, he's my favorite sitcom character. And then they brought him into Simpsons. That's right, they did. Yeah. Sideshow Cecil. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because because Kelsey Grammer was yes. Sideshow Bob, so they had Sideshow Cecil. Brilliant character too. 
played by David Ikeas. Very much. You want to take that How one? How many sure. Emmys did he win? Hmm? A lot? Um, I think he won like three Emmys. Something like that. That's it? Yeah. Mm. I thought he won 16. No. All right. Mike's going to take the next one. All right, number Mike. three. Probably my, my all-time favorite character was Dan Fielding from Night Court. What was his actual name here? Reinhold. Reinhold. I thought it was Lamont from Sanford and Reinhold Fielding Elmore. Oh. Oh, my God. I almost forgot the special election is tonight. You're up for a city council seat. You're losing. <laughs> that's why you're depressed. Yes, I am losing. But that's not the depressing part. Hey, didn't your opponent die two weeks ago? <laughs> that's the depressing part. So, um, how bad are you? The body is ahead by 20%. Probably one of the best characters, because he was just that... That smarmy jerk of a lawyer. Yeah. I don't know anybody who doesn't love Dan Fielding. Oh. In fact, Chris wrote that... Yeah, the uh, Chris wrote there's a reason why John Larroquette won so many Emmys for this character. He was so funny playing a sex-crazed, greedy, narcissistic prosecutor. But when the situation warranted, he would show you his good side, too. Uh, his scenes with Marky Post and Chris Sullivan were classics. Mm. And the thing about John Larroquette was um, there was actually a point where he was nominated for like a fifth time, and he turned it down. Yeah, he said he wanted to see other people grow as characters. He said, "He says I've wanted enough." You know, and that was a nice thing about him because like Johnny Larroquette was such a different person compared to his. Damn character. it! Give Mac his due. There were only three characters from the uh, Night Court from episode one to the final episode. So all, all the other ones died. Yeah, not the Judge Harold Stone, yeah. Dan, Dan, and, and Bull. Bull. Right. Yeah. Every, everyone else they kept like. They shuffled, characters. got rid of, or died. Yeah, pretty much. Because I remember uh, Selma and Florence, who yeah, were the two bad. They died. They died. They died. And they were funny. They were, but I, I, I like Ross. No, there was, was another Sama. guy. I know that the defense attorney. Mac came in the second season, Four. and that was fun. Mac was probably the second longest running one after that. Yeah. <sighs> but um, I think it's, I think it was you know anytime like Dan got up there when they had like you know whoever they, you know through their prosecuting whatever, it just the lines he would come out with I just know. to insult the person that was next to him, you know he's like so the uh, feathered friends over here you know he just come out with something stupid. But, I mean, it was the great thing about Dan though is that he said what everyone else what everyone in the audience was kind of thinking. In yeah, the back well, he never filtered. Yeah, he didn't, and he didn't give a shit. the other thing about Dan <laughs> I'm feeling too is that essentially Night Court was. Presented as being kind of a, you know, I, I don't want to use the word low class, but kind of like a very simplistic comedy. And it actually way ascended beyond that. It oh, was yeah. a very smart comedy oh, that needed to sometimes use low tactics well, to, to first, get a laugh. In the first season, Dan was a little more um, reserved. Yeah. He was a little more, kind of just kind of like, you know, I mean, he's still smarmy, but he was a little more reserved. And the best one was when it was like the second or third episode. He was losing to a dead guy. Yes. Yeah, and he was, he was supposed to be in public one. office. And, of course, they made him a cake in case he won. He goes, Dan, Dan, he's our man. If he can't do it, no body can. <laughs> Thank you, guys. I'm very touched. Just takes a cake and smushes it into his suit briefcase. Just walks right off. Doesn't even make a, like a, a noise or anything. Just That's what made his character great. Because he could be such a straight man when he needed to be. Mm. Oh. All right. Mike, you want to take number two? Absolutely. All right. Yeah, you just kind of mentioned him. Dr. Fraser Crane from Cheers and Fraser. Ah, the longest running character in yeah. television history. Um, do you include Dr. Who? 
Yes, in terms of the actor Sick playing. Mom? Okay. Well, actually, no. In terms of the actor playing the same character, and he's appeared on more shows than anything else too, because he was yeah. on Cheers, he was on Frasier, he's, he's on, on the Wings. He's, he's been on Wings, wings for uh, the wings. One wings. Or two episodes. Yeah. The Crane Train to Wellness. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Chris writes he's a character who endured. Kelsey Grammer played Fraser Crane for 20 years. He was brilliant and showed that, that, that as he won four enemies for his role. Roger, at Cornell University, they have an incredible piece of scientific equipment known as the Tunneling Electron Microscope. Now, this microscope is, is so powerful that by firing electrons, you can actually see images of the atom, the infinitesimally minute building block of our universe. Roger, if I were using that microscope right now, I still wouldn't be able to locate my interest in your problem. Um, that has to be the most decorated show. It might be one of them. He, he, but, again, you know how I was saying earlier that a lot of times when you, when you bring a lead character into an ensemble sitcom, they're kind of the weak <laughs> link of the group. You know, you, not Frazier. I, th- I think that his delivery was just, just as good as David Hyde Pierce's was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um... I still like. I still think Niles is a better character. Oh, absolutely. But I love how how sincere Frazier thought he was, but wasn't that sincere at all? You know, even his catchphrase on his show, "Hello, I'm listening." <laughs> well, yeah, but the whole paradox is he considers himself this esteemed psychologist, but his vocation is he he's a radio host on a you know for right. a drive-through psychological help show. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow! Wah. Quick, <laughs> quick fix. Sir. So I, I love Frasier. Who Frasier. doesn't love Frasier? Especially that scene on the Christmas party. Would you say it's a better show than Cheers? I would. Yes, it's, it's, I, I would. And part of it was that it, it didn't. Is probably my favorite season. Well, out of its eleven seasons, both Cheers and, and Frasier ran eleven seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cheers took about two years to really get that momentum going until Frasier until they finally right, off, uh, the right off the bat because well, they had the same the writers. They had already yeah. established, and you already had a set you exactly. And unlike Cheers, like you know, getting back to the beginning of the show, the Rebecca moment changes everything about Cheers. They they really hit the reset button on Cheers. Didn't have to do that with Frasier. They introduced other characters. They, you know, Mercedes Rules showed up for like a season. Oh no, he that always like he had love yeah. interest. That was like a reoccurring type. He'd have like a love interest for like three Lilith showed up. Amy Brennan was on for yeah. a couple. Lilith, right. Lilith. Sure see, I love Lilith. I thought she was a great character. The woman who played Walona Wood on <laughs> BB. I think Frasier was actually a stronger, a stronger uh, series true. because it had fewer characters. The long, the larger ensemble kind of yeah. made things a little bit more confusing. Yeah. This one, it was much more focused. Cheers, one thing even Cheers, Cheers, though, was reliant on its locale. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The bar, everything was based on the bar. The, it was, you know, it's funny because they were in a bar, this, that, mm-hmm. and the other Frasier was the acting. It yes. was just the delivery. Yes, exactly. It was just the acting. It was just the dancing. Well, I think it built off a better quality. Yeah. It took yeah. some quality and made it better. You know, I think it's what, you know, they already Most had... successful spinoff of all time, I best, think. Best, best um, supporting cast ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not as good as good times. Come on. Well, anytime because the guy who played Bookman was a genius. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Anytime you need. Ready for the number one? Good. Oh, All yeah, right. Yeah, here we go. Here's, it comes in the boner. <laughs> the number one character, uh, um, as chosen by our Geek Salad listeners, from Sinbad from from the Sinbad a show, world? a different world, a different world, from Parks and Recreation, Ron fucking Swanson. 
There it is. <laughs> My kid just walked up since so she heard you swear. Oh. That's the first time she's ever heard that. <laughs> Everything you write down is confidential. We need you to give real answers. Fine. How many drinks of alcohol do you consume a week? One. That's it? One drink? One shelf. Do you exercise? Yes. Love making and woodworking. Do you have any history of mental illness in your family? I have an uncle who does yoga. Allergies? Cowardice and weak-willed men. And hazelnuts. Sexual history. Epic and private. Ron Swanson is a brilliantly written character. In a show full of brilliantly written characters. Yes. Um, unfortunately, it doesn't get watched enough. No, it is NBC's whipping boy. It's NBC's whipping boy. It makes no sense. It is far and away the best show in that channel. Absolutely. Except for Grimm. <laughs> and, <laughs> I like the look on your face, too. Um, he's underappreciated. He, to me, is the microcosm of that show. How he doesn't Brilliant. get nominated for Emmys, I because you know, no the idea. Is, there's, there's times he has some lines where he talks about government, how he hates the government, and sometimes I don't really people, think that has anything to do with him. No, but 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 the way he comes off, it's like okay, actually makes a good point. He's a yeah, but here's yeah. the thing. Yeah, he's he's, he's in charge. He's, he's a department yeah. head in a governmental building. You think he makes a good point? There's You're a streaming liberal. What the heck are you talking about? <laughs> um, <laughs> don't get your Birkenstocks in a box. <laughs> I mean, the thing that yeah, he he's the department head in a in a yep. government building, and he hates the government. Yep. He keeps all of his money buried gold. somewhere, gold and precious jewels. He wrote a will, yes, sure. when he was eight years old, to written to the man or beast which they kills kill him would get his gold. Yeah, and then he writes these symbols down, and Adam Scott's character is like, "What do these symbols mean? The man or, or beast that that well, kills no. me will know what they you mean." You know who he is? This is this is always my theory about him. He's Yukon Cornelius. <laughs> yeah. He has come down from the North Pole and taken his place in Pawnee. But the funny thing was, too, is he always had that weakness, like especially for the Tammies. Oh, the, the you Tammies. Got, you got Tammy 2, who basically <laughs> turned him into a six-crazed lunatic, and then you got Tammy 1, who basically turned him into a pussy. Oh, that was hilarious. He made him into like a big... He made him shave his mustache. Oh, yeah. He turned him into like a tall pussy. And the only thing that brought him back was drinking, you know, like hard swigging that moonshine. Oh, yeah. Tam, the original Tammy, Tammy Zero, his mother. Is mother. <laughs> <laughs> we use that to wipe the varnish off of whatever. It like. But it, it's just it's so, he's got so <laughs> many great lines. Um, but yet, there's there's like that side of him that can be goofy, like like when he starts giggling. Oh, <laughs> like like, <laughs> like at one point he started well, playing ball with Andy. Andy, wait up! You know? he, he gets giddy over manly, manly things, or like, or even stupid things like that scavenger hunt. Well, when they went camping and um, Leslie gave him the bacon, she like, I'm starving. What about that bacon I gave you for, for trail mix? I ate it already. I hate this now stupid I, camping now trip. Now I hate everything. <laughs> <laughs> he runs off. Oh. But the great... The, the fact that when Leslie gave him his birthday present of a solitary room, a steak, a bottle of scotch, and the bridge... Oh, the river cry. <laughs> but the best, <laughs> the best one was also like when he was like... Um, was in the competition with Chris Traeger because Chris was going to change the menu and the oh yeah and they had the the, the burgers the burger. so he goes like the like Whole Foods type place yeah but then of course Ron gets his meathead food and stuff I love food and stuff that's where I get all my food and most of my stuff he's going from like getting like things of meat to like a a toilet bra like a toilet seat and like a hose <laughs> <laughs> you know that was the greatest thing about these that. are hamburgers it's meat on a bun want to put ketchup on them go ahead. 
I don't care. And even Crusher's, oh, this is better. Yeah. It is, I mean... This is another character I think is great, too. I mean, like I said, everybody on that they show all have, is great. They all, have their, they all have their moments. But, yeah, I mean, he is he is the king of this of this show. He is just... I, I love every time he says anything. And the thing is, though, they don't, they don't like, always make him the mocha... Even though he's not the focal point. Right. He still has a great line or two that just sticks out and just makes him hysterical. Well, when he went to London... Yep. And he tried to give the guy a dollar bill, an American dollar bill. Yep. Sorry, so we don't take this. This is the only money we'll let him need. You are ruled by an old woman and a baby. (laughs) There is no history beyond 1776. Everything else before that was a mistake. Frankly, I'm surprised you like him. He's a great character. Um, Yeah, and you know, it's it's because I I love the show. The The only thing that has always bothered me about Parks and Recreation is three obligatory Leslie is wonderful lines in it. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. so wonderful. You're this, you're that, you're this. Other than that, the show is absolutely brilliant. Well, I, John Ralphio oh, oh, God. God, is great. Well, I think Jenny Slate's actually better. No, you don't. I, uh, I love when... You know, Mona Lisa Ralphio, Mona Lisa. I love when Tom, like, it does, like, he's, like, such a wuss. Like, the best one was when they went bowling. Oh, yeah. oh my thingy. No, he grabs the ball and goes on his legs, and Ron goes, Son, people can see you. <laughs> What's the... How do you describe Tom Haverford's character? Because uh, he likes like Jason Statham and yeah. and Drake. He's, yeah, you know, he's, like, he's, into all, he's into all the douchey popular crap, you know. But yet he's a big wuss too. I guess. I saw. Yeah. Because no, he always I like, know if there's no, a because, way. He's, he's like a, a metro. I was guess, that one? But. Was that one episode where what's his name was still date Anne was dating him, and they came out and she goes, "Is it safe? Is he here? No." And like everything's expensive. He's like, "Yeah, he's really in debt, but look at these things. Look at all the stuff he owns," you know. So, so all right. Well, thank you guys very much for uh, your input on this great list. It's really diverse list of, of things. And other than um, Veronica Palmer from Better Off Ted, <laughs> nah. You know what? We'll find it in post when we find. I have to find a clip for. Her. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, I'll find the smallest clip possible. Moving on, we are running unbelievably long right now, so we got to cut. We got to cut some of the segments, but our segments are going to be brought to you by. Uh, the Big Nez Show on Unregular Radio. You can check them out at www.unregularradio.com. And Mike, you got a show to show as well that you were just on. Yes, I was uh, just on an episode of the League of Ordinary Gentlemen podcast. It was a good show. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was very unique because we all we all did Skype. And it was it neat. worked yeah. out very nicely. Yeah, so check out both of them. Um, they follow us on, on Facebook. So um, they follow us on Facebook, so... Follow you know follow us on Facebook. Go follow them as well. Yeah. Um. So we're only going to cut it down to one segment, and um, it's kind of our superhero centric thing. Uh, we're going to start with our trailer park. And we're going to start first with Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Coming up on the drop zone, Cap. You do anything fun Saturday night? Well, all the guys in my barbershop quartet are dead, so no, not really. You know, if you ask Kristen out from statistics, she'd probably say yes. That's why I don't ask. Too shy or too scared? Too busy. Was he wearing a parachute? No. No, he wasn't. I joined S.H.I.E.L.D. to protect people. Captain. To build a better world? Sometimes means tearing the old one down. And that makes enemies.
you ready for the world to see you as you really are? Look out the window. You know how the game works. Disorder, war. All it takes is one step. Gentlemen, what do you think? Yay, America. I can't wait. Oh, wow. Because I, I personally, see, Captain America is probably my favorite character. Yeah. I, out of all the X, I mean, like, I mean, not X-Men, but um, out of the Avengers. I mean, I mean, Thor, I could give or take, honestly. I'm sure the movie's great. I've heard great things about it. I could care less if I go see it in the theater. Captain America, I want to see in the theater. I, I and there's, I like the character. I just love the character. He's not as, like, power, not as many powers, mm-hmm. but yet it's what he stands for. I just love that. I do. <laughs> I think out of all the Phase One movies, um, you know, other than the Avengers, amazing enough, I have, Captain America was the one I liked the most. It's the one that surprised me the most. I mean, yeah. Iron Man was fantastic. Hey, uh, Thor, I enjoyed. But- Thor surprised me more only because it was really good. <laughs> it but was Captain America. I mean, especially with Joe Johnson doing the doing the period piece. Yeah. Like that. It was just so excellent. I really, I yeah. And with this one, you're getting the cavalcade now of Cap's Rogues Gallery. Right. You're getting Batshot the Leaper. You're getting Crossbones. I mean, you're getting you're getting, you're getting Black Falcon. You're getting Falcon. You're, you're getting, getting the Winter Cross, Soldier. The Leaper. Yes. I mean, Winter Soldier. I mean, obviously the Winter Soldier character. And you're getting yep. Robert Redford. Yep. yep. Who's Robert Redford? He's going to be like a shield, uh, senior Shield member. That's the whole thing about changing America, and I think I think Cap's kind of against that. I think he still wants yeah. to go for the. The old style of how we believe in things. Yeah, and you got like this, the, that scene of all of the all of the hell characters and it kind looks of rising like, yeah. out. And if I'm looking at the trailer correctly, he wears his old uniform from World War Two. I hope yeah, so. No, I he, never he's, and, he's got yeah. that, like. He's got that like stripe with a star in the middle. It's a, it's it's a better looking like, outfit no, but than the one in the Avengers. trailer. If you look at the later in the trailer, he's got the old uniform on, the little more bulkier uniform mm-hmm. that he had, not the one from the Avengers. I just like the scene in the trailer where he's in the elevator with all the. Uh, they look like shield agents, to be honest. And they probably are. They probably are. Before we start, does anyone want to get, get off? And <laughs> boom, they're all gone. He's yep. picking up a shield. All right, and then we got another uh, superhero trailer to go on. Uh, X-Men, Days of Futures Past. What's the last thing you remember? Just like the Captain America trailer, this just throws every. It just take, grabs a whole handful of stuff and throws it at you at once. Like monkey poop. Like monkey mm-hmm. poop. Um, but, it, but it also doesn't really tell you a whole lot. I don't care. I know the first one never does though. <laughs> no, 
The first one, yeah, it's just like Winter Soldier. We kind of have an idea what's going to go on, yeah, but... It's, it's, what are they called? it's the, uh, the speed clips. Uh, it, it, it's this, teaser. This, one, this one's mm-hmm. not really a speed clip, though. This one's... No, there's some good long shot. You get an idea of the characters that are showing up in there. You got uh, I, Iceman with a beard. Um, you got a quick shot of... You got uh, Bishop. Bishop. You got a quick shot of Blink. Um, 182? Yes. <laughs> Squirrel Girl, <laughs> everybody, you know? it's. That's what I'm um, you, you, you get the dink. That's Peter Dinklage. Yes. Yeah, Bolivar Trask. I can't wait for the nerd rage. With, He's not a dwarf. Oh. Yeah, and when was the last time anyone told you that Bolivar Trask was their favorite character? Yeah. Exactly. Well, Andy, I'm just going to play devil's advocate yep. here. If it wasn't Peter Dinklage and some other midget, um, I, I, could, I could see you being very upset about that. But because you like the dink. I don't know if... They, well, here's the thing. I don't think you would have cast another dwarf as that character. How do you know? Billy Barty might have been willing to do it. If he was still alive. He's alive, yeah. Beaver. <laughs> there you go. If he was still alive. This this trailer, I thought, was very interesting because it had a very, very somber note. I mean, it was very... But it's very, not exactly supposed to be lollipops and rainbows. Right, no, it's a very gradual build-up. Right. And, and I mean, I mean the, the ending line, it ends with, um, like, you know, Xavier telling kind of his younger self... We need you to hope again. I right. That was a pretty, mm. pretty nice yep. line. All I'm going to say is, if this movie does well, Brian no, Singer's no. Um, popularity in Hollywood is restored. Of course, there will always be that one asshole who brings up Superman. Is Fassbender in it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fassbender's yep. yep. in it. It's going to be good. Yep. The only thing, too, is, is this going to be, okay, is let's... January Jones in it? My only no. issue no. is, is this going to be, let's revolve everything around Wolverine. He's the focal point of the whole nope. movie. No. Nope. Please, God, don't do that, because I know they will. There's going to be Xavier. Because, right? honestly, yeah. like I said, I just, you know, I know people love Wolverine, they love the character. This is more... After a while, you can only shove him down your throat so much. This is more of a follow-up to... First class than it is X three. No, I agree, but I still think they're getting fast. If I'm not mistaken, I think they might be Superman Returnsing X three. Knew I was going to be able to use that again. Where you completely forget about the stuff that you didn't like. Yeah, and just overwrite it. But I just still have that fear that they're going to basically they're going to basically make it Wolverine, Wolverine, Wolverine. I am now the focal point of this whole situation. Nope. Uh, even Hugh Jackman's like it, you know it's a it's a smaller part. You hope so. I, I hope so because well, like I said, this is definitely a more ensemble piece. So if yeah. they're sticking to the comic, Wolverine dies very quickly. Yes. No. Yeah. no. I, I oh, think, I know. I don't think maybe can be back. I'm just saying in the comic time. book, in, in the in the two comic, it's just it's two issues. Mm-hmm. Wolverine's killed. Yeah. The main character really is Katie Pryde. Yeah. She's right. Played be, by Juno. And she's, she's in there. involved in this, but... Right. That's think, a great casting, though. No, it is. Ra- rather than sending her back in time, they're sending Wolverine's consciousness back in time. See, that's where I get that fear, because we're going to basically, like, oh, he's going to be the one that's going to keep well, everything going. It does going. make more sense. Mike, if it does, it does, but at the same time, it's like, how many times can you... If it makes show money... Up? Yeah, I know. At the end of the day, but, Mike, who's the most popular Marvel superhero? Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Spider-Man isn't going to be in it. Who's the second most popular? Captain America. Captain America's not going to be in this. You know who number three is? Wolverine. Iron Fist. Can't get him. And real quick, before we we wrap up, um, if anyone hasn't heard yet, Netflix has just signed an agreement for four Marvel shows leading up to Defenders. Huzzah! When that was announced, somebody... Defenders is going to be a show? Yeah. Or a miniseries. Yeah. On Netflix. Yeah. They're going to have Valkyrie in the house? 
No, what they're going to do is they're going to do a, power, a show for Power Man, a show for Iron Fist, a show for Daredevil, and a show for Jessica Jones. Yeah. Between 2015, 2014, 2015, oh, yeah, for like, over the course of the next two years. I understand it's not the traditional no, Defenders. No, it's not. It's supposed to be Submariner, the Hulk. Yeah. And they all work for brownies. I, I know that. And they all suck. <laughs> and, and, no. They're going to build up to a Power Man. Right. miniseries. Best response tweet I read about that was... Um, so it was someone's like, do you think the the execs at DC just shit themselves every time Marvel says they have an announcement? Uh, DC well, no, still no. put out those Batman movies. Yeah, uh, cause, they cause, did. Now it looks like they're going to turn the post credit sequence into the JLA movie. So well, well, now, Marvel lost their ten seasons. Arrow's doing very well. The animated stuff's doing very well. Yeah. So it's their movie division. Their movie division is. I'm sure it's not as bad as you're making it. Actually, no. What are you talking about? Those Batman movies, Andy. Are no, I understand that. And Man of Steel wasn't that horrible. I actually, and I, I, I'm not at liberty to say his name, but I, I had a customer who works for DC Comics. He actually is one of the guys who goes back and does like the archive issues. Mm-hmm. He does. Re, he essentially redraws all the archive issues. And he said that while it's not the same kind of part of the building... The artists, the writers, all the guys in the comic division are like, what are you thinking? The roadmap has been drawn out already. Just follow what Marvel did. Nope. They refuse to do it. What do you mean, like having a Superman movie, a Wonder Woman movie? Having everything kind of already planned out and ready to rock. Instead, they're going to wait. They're going to see how this one does. And then they're going to go do another movie. And they're going to see how that one does. But at the end of the day, they're going to do a JLA movie. No, I understand. Right. That. I mean, I, I understand, and you know what? It's going to probably do really well. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. I don't doubt that it won't do well. So I mean, they've the got day, to think ahead. Keep in mind, they've got a lot of competition. They have to go up against Marvel, so they got to make sure they don't screw up. Right. So it just, it just seems like they're they're taking a much more conscious approach. Where Marvel was just like, let's throw all right, right, and because that could have all gone the other way. Oh, it could have. You know, it's good. It could have very easy with DC saying, "Hey, here's Aquaman." Because they already have everything ready to go. If that had all screwed up, they could have put themselves right in the toilet. DC has the two most popular superheroes on the planet. No, I understand that. Yep. At the top of their roster. Yeah. And now Aquaman, we're going to put them both in. Uh, yeah. Aquaman and... Um, that movie's going to like crazy. Absolutely. Our, our it's going to go nuts. So. And then Andy's going to eat crow. Martian Manhunter, right? Yeah, Martian Manhunter. All right, so our next show is going to be our, our annual Christmas episode. So we're going to be uh, talking all about Rankin and Bass... And we're going to discuss the Christmas output from our childhood. So all of the Rankin and Bass Christmas specials will from be discussed. Day one to we now. would prefer the day... bad ones. Oh, we want. We to... know about Rudolph. We you don't. You Frosty. don't need to tell us about Rudolph or Frosty we, or Night. We, uh... we know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer yeah. <laughs> but do you know about Frank L. Baum's The Story of Santa Claus? Do you know about Pinocchio's Christmas? Do you know about the little drummer boy taking it to the Roman legions? <laughs> or the little first Christmas snow where the kid gets hit by lightning and goes blind? That's or, right. Or do you know that... Um, Nestor, the long-eared Christmas donkey. Do you, do you know the Rudolph that was done by Fleischer? <laughs> Jack Frost? But you, um... Yes, and we're going to discuss them all in all of their awfulness. We want to hear the greatest of them all. Oh, let's wait. Let's That's right. Off. Yeah, we got to hold, off, hold on off on it. Off on that. Hey, you know, let's there's not let it go. Let's, hey, come on. there's more than enough. The little drummer boy book two to go around. Okay, yeah, absolutely. So anyway, uh, if you want to get in on this action, and we do want to hear about the bad stuff. We know how awesome Rudolph is. We want to hear the bad stuff. You can email us at geeksalad at yahoo.com. 
uh, get us on our Facebook page at Geek Salad Radio. Uh, you can also like our Facebook page. While you're doing that, also check out the uh, League of Ordinary Gentlemen mm-hmm. page as well, which is kind of tied to our page. It, yeah. And um, check us out at geeksalad.podbean.com and check out the mobile app for all your mobile needs. You know, Rudolph is just communist propaganda. I understand that. Okay. And Santa's a dick in that one, by yes, the way. Is. A dick. So anyway, uns- and by the way, November twenty third, Day of the Doctor. Okay, yep, Day of the Doctor, and then on December fourth, Rift Tracks. December fifth, I'm sorry, Rift Tracks. Santa Claus conquers the Martians. It is going to be awesome. Yes. So get out your fan letters to Piazzadora. She might be there. <laughs> and until next time, I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Jim. And I'm Mike, the other white meat. <laughs> Go forth and be nerdful. We'll talk to you later. Just give me all the bacon and eggs you have. Wait, wait. I worry what you just heard was, give me a lot of bacon and eggs. What I said was, give me all the bacon and eggs you have. Do you understand?